All right, let's do this. Okay. Welcome to 394 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am your host, Sean. Welcome to the show. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day to you, Sean. You know, it's (laughs) happy VD. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. This is our Valentine's Day special. That's right. So I uh, hope you all brought the Jergens lotion. <laughs> I brought the Kleenex. <laughs> hey. I'll just everyone quick hop on the put the mic between your legs. <laughs> <laughs> so did you do anything for the big day? Uh well we we stayed in basically uh my wife and I uh we exchanged gifts and uh I built her a desk uh, she wore actually wore for her birthday, um, and I put it together today for her. And then uh, we had Pete, we had uh, a Panera good bread. Way make, good way of making use of just one gift. <laughs> yeah, uh, here's something for your birthday. I'll put it together on Valentine's Day. Well, I I didn't buy, I didn't buy the desk. I didn't. That would have been a good idea, actually. <laughs> you said that, but yeah, it would be great. <laughs> um, no, I got her. I got her Animal Crossing cards. Uh, uh, the, the whatever I could scrape up off the internet <laughs> to, to, to bring, you know, that's what I got her. Um, so I paid a little bit more for some of the cards than I, you know, normally do because the the the, uh, the GameStop and 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 uh, Target and Walmart don't have many more, or Best Buy don't have many more. So right. you, you you know, and on Amazon, so you have to. They have resellers now that have them, and of course they're charging like two to three times the amount of price for it. So yeah, of course they are. You know, because they know you know you still want them because there's four hundred and four hundred cards out there basically. You know, four hundred cards in total. Yeah, there's four hundred villagers basically you can collect, and of course it's not like you can. It's it's like baseball cards, like the old baseball cards. If you don't, if anybody, I know, like many nerds, are like what. <laughs> <laughs> they used to get like okay, uh, like when you go to a store and you get random packs of Pokemon cards. <laughs> there you go. That's a good reference for it. Hey, remember back in the day when they used to make uh, baseball card well, cards out of the of a popular movie like Star Trek or Star Wars? It was like little little scenes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it. And you buy these cards and they'd be random, so you keep buying these packs to hopefully get like to complete the set or whatever because they'd be numbered in a sequence. 
And, sure. you know, if they think, but they were all random. So sometimes you get doubles of cards and you would get, you know, uh, triples. And, you know, uh, you know, when you kept buying packs, you might get the same card like over and over again because it was a common card and there was some more rare print cards. And that's the that's the idea of this. But the, with the with the Amiibo cards, you could scan them in and get your villager, you know, and have them come into your island and blah, 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 which I think we explained many shows before, you know, of course, those might be your first time listening. Um, so that's what that's what I got her. So. uh uh, so that's what they did. Uh, she got me a uh, number of movies uh, for Valentine's Day. Oh, uh, she knows you. Yeah. Um, you know, it was funny because I like a couple of them were like in passing. We were we saw a, a Don Knotts like box set of movies, you know, kind of thing. And the only right. movie they didn't have, and I always want it because I always enjoy this movie, is The Incredible Mr. Limpet. I don't know if you right, remember. It's his, it's his big hit. Of course, they wouldn't put it in a Don Knotts bundle pack. Right. <laughs> so, so you know, like you got, the, I think it was like the reluctant uh, astronaut and the, the and the scare the the ghost and scared Ch- Mister Chicken or something like that. And there's a bunch of other movies. It's like <laughs> like you might have seen them on like you know like you know like uh, NBC or CBS in the afternoon when they had nothing but you know no sports on, so they put movies on. <laughs> So that's what you got to see, or the or the deep cable channels, you know. They they we've got Don Knotts, you know. It's not. I just want to take a moment now for those people who do not know who Don Knotts is. You guys got to Google them. Yes, it's talking old. That's old. You know, say these these are like 50s, 60s movie movies and stuff like that. This is when I was a kid. I remember seeing this movie. This is like an animated movie he did where he was live action and, and animated. And I I thought it was a great movie. It was called The Incredible Mr. Limit, so I, I got that for Valentine's Day. I would say it's kind of like a precursor to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Because, because he's human, and he's live action, and he falls into the water. Yep, and, and, then he, and then he sees his girlfriend, you know, when she, he saw a fish. Because he, he never comes back. Like, that's the thing. Like, you think okay, that maybe spoiler. he's going to... What's that? Spoiler. If if I'm this now, it's because there's there's one or two camps to see in this movie. There's one or two camps in this in this in this episode here, kids. You're either going to want to see this movie and not really care because you know you're like, oh, I'm just kind of interested, or you don't care at all. Like, <laughs> you know, there's, there's like there's like no in between. Like, if I spoiled it for you, you're like, ah, oh, now I know the ending. Ah, oh, this is terrible. Yeah, I'm like. But it it was. Dare you? Maybe I wanted to see it. I've never seen the Incredible Mr. Limpet. You've never seen the Incredible Mr. Limpet? I I probably have seen clips. I think my mom liked it, or my grandmother liked it. Somebody, I remember somebody having on TV at one point in time, and maybe I thought it was boring up until the part that got the beginning half. Yeah, I think I liked the second half because I'm a kid and I see cartoons and I'm like, ooh, talking fish and stuff. That was interesting. I, I. Probably all the humor went over my head, or if there was humor, I don't even know if there was. I'm assuming it's Don Knotts, so there's a lot of humor. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a somewhat of a comedy. I, I I consider it more of a dark comedy than an actual comedy. But right, because considering it ends in such a morbid way, he never comes back. <laughs> a lot of laughs in that one, folks. <laughs> but. <laughs> I mean, no wonder why he becomes the landlord uh, for John, uh, Jack Tripper and Chrissy and whatever the other one's name is. <laughs> and then we were we were at a store one day, you know, and I was I was I was looking 
at movies and I saw one at a great price and I didn't pick it up because you know you pick it up I always you we've done you've done this and I've done this and we've we both do it for different well I don't know if we do it for different reasons we do it for the same reason really we, we we pick it up we shake it to hear if the disc moves <laughs> right. you remember those because yeah. I, I still do that I still do I, that so do I I because I work in the industry that I work in, because I work at the store, and sometimes we have sh- uh, shrink-wrapped product, and because they're in discs, I still shake it before I give it to a customer. Right, because you don't want to give them a scratched-up disc, because that's right. what it's I doing. Don't, I don't want, unless it's like the only one, and I can hear it rattle and sound like, okay, well, it sounds like the disc is loose, and I'm like, I, I'm not going to open them from just for my own OCD and just pop it back into place and be like, you might want that warranty just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm just saying. So, 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 so it's, it's like, it's this rare gem that you, like I have a hard time finding this and I, I picked it up and I was so excited. It was like 10 bucks. I was like, I'll pay 10 bucks for this thing. I shaved it. It rattled. I put it back down and my wife's like, right. you're not getting that. And I'm like, no, it's loose. I, I refuse to buy it. You know, I mean, 10 bucks, you know, it was no 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 I'm sorry it was eighteen dollars this one was eighteen dollars it was a bit high but I was just like I've, I rarely see this out in the wild that's what I call the movies when you're in a store and it's, just, it's out in the wild you know like type of thing this was a rarity so so I was like I I, I picked it up and I like for eighteen bucks I hate to bring it home and it made me scratch and then once you open it you can't return it I can exchange right. it for another one but it was the last one in that thing and I doubt they were gonna have any more because of how rare this is Double Dragon was the movie. Oh my god! Really? Yes. <laughs> Another episode where we mention D- Mark, <laughs> Mark Darker D- or whatever his name was. He's in Double Dragon, so that was that was one of the things. And then one of the one of the series I always look at, and I see the box set, and I'm like, ah, maybe one day I'll, I'll pick it up. And I never did. And and I, my wife no- noticed this. Um, is the Police Academy the complete collection? Um, there's uh, all right. Oh, it's eight movies, nine movies, seven movies. It is seven. Okay. Yeah, because the last one was the Mission to Moscow. That was, I think, the one that I think went direct to DVD or something like that. <laughs> Had Ron Perlman right. as like a Russian uh, uh, <laughs> something. I forget who who, who Russian mobster or something like that. Because you know, like after the first six, who gives a shit, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> the the cast apparently the cast of Police Academy because they were typecast and they couldn't get any other roles so that's <laughs> they were how... they were no longer rookies they're all five years away from retiring <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was uh you know so she picked it up and then that would that's what I got for Valentine's Day but this I this one was kind of like you know you ever see something and you 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 see it and you might go you flash back to a time and you go. I don't remember if this is good or not, but for the price, I'm going to do it. So I was at a store, and uh-huh. I was at a, I was at BJ's, and I was buying like you know bulk items and all. And they have they have a small movie section, you know, kind of thing. It's getting smaller and smaller, it's more ridiculous. But I saw this for five bucks, and I'm like, for five bucks, I'm picking this up. I remember this from the '80s. It was a series called Square Pegs. I, I you know what? I think I remember that they were all kind of nerds. Um, like science nerds. Well, I, 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 they were, uh, let's see here. Square pegs follows the hilarious misadventures of Patty, who was, uh, Sarah, Jessica Parker, uh, and, and Lauren, who was played by Amy Linker, uh, two freshman girls desperate to fit in at we, 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 high school. 
uh, befriended by oddball characters Marshall, who's played by John Femia, and buddy comedian and a, a buddy comedian and Johnny Slash, a wacky new waiver. Patty and Larmer still help to impress the popular kids. Valley girl Jennifer, who's played by Tracy Nelson, through her boyfriend Vinny, played by John Carli- Carly, Car Car I don't know Carlisle. Some, Carlisle thank you. I don't think that's right. right either. C A L C A L I R I. Oh yeah, Carly. Carly, I don't know. Yeah, so your guess is as good as mine now. <laughs> and, and the sassy friend Ladonna, played by Shawdette Wells, and they would behave. You know, say so. It's a yeah. It's a uh, it's a, like an old eighties thing. I, I think it was like twelve or thirteen episodes. This was nineteen. Right. <laughs> nineteen remake uh, episodes on a two day set. So. And it didn't 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 uh, didn't fall apart, so I, I I picked that up. You know, I was excited because I was like, I remember Square Pegs. I seen the show. I don't know if it's good or not, but for five bucks, I'll, I'll relive my eighties. <laughs> relive that moment. I'll be honest, one hundred percent full disclosure. Never once saw an episode. I think the hype of that was, I remember seeing it because Diva was on it an episode. They they yeah, were yeah. the they were desperate to see Diva. The new waiver was desperate to see uh, Devo in concert, and it was a whole thing. And I think they were playing at the high school, and it was a whole thing. And then I think that was pretty much like the last episode. And that was it. I think I got canceled <laughs> after that. They round. It was their their season finale, let alone their series finale. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Devo. Devo. Oh, oh my God! We got the. It's, it's gonna be awesome. Can't wait. It's like a rap party and episode all in one. <laughs> I can't wait for next year. You're never gonna see it. <laughs> and that was the end. That and they, <laughs> then there's off to the side. The narrator goes, "They did not come back for next year." <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, good for you. Living your reliving your glory days. Yes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then this past week, I did. I well, was I was there was two things I I had was doing. One, I was I'm trying to figure out something for somebody. Um, and I saw a movie, but the, the thing I was trying to figure out is my nephew wants to, um, play, v- do the Twitch thing. Like, I guess Twitch, I don't know. I don't know how you call it, but playing video games online, doing that. It's called, oh man. Okay. Old man. It's called streaming. It's called streaming. This is what we do. Yeah. You know, back in, our, back in our day, streaming is when you took a pee. Okay. <laughs> now it's, you play video games and have your face on TV in like a little small square. Yes. Like a, a picture in picture. Your your player is on and then the game is on the big screen. Okay, so he's trying to figure out how he's asked you to figure out how to do it? Yeah, he, 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 he set it up and he's still having some issues with it. He wanted me to, to take a look and I was supposed to go yesterday but due to we had bad weather here locally in Philadelphia, right. New Jersey. I couldn't make it over because it was a nice uh, freezing ice kind of uh, rain. So I, I didn't want to drive, and and it's 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 a far drive for me. Uh, yeah, it's not really that far, but it's you know, just to do that is not a thing. We were supposed to do a also do a birthday party too. I was supposed to go over to their house for a birthday party and then uh, uh, check out his system and try to figure out what's wrong with it and fix it, or hopefully um, fix it. I, I I don't mean this guy, but are, are you if if you 
if you don't know what to call it, are you qualified to tech it out? <laughs> I don't, I know. See, it's the thing. Like, I don't know terms like, like the, the hip, cool terms the kid use. Like I know it was streaming, but I, to me, that's too generic of a term because it's like, there's, there's so many things about streaming that like, like I stream every day. Like I go online and, and watch TV basically through the internet. So I'm streaming, I'm online streaming. That's, that's, you know, or live streaming is watching live television. Like to me, that's, that's what it is. So it's like, so like it's it's like for video games so like like it's just streaming that i guess like i right. guess that's what the that's the thing i i i think it's i think it's a little more than that stop laughing at me it hurts Hi. welcome to the geriatric show apparently <laughs> one of us is old <laughs> and the other one's two years older than him so <laughs> that's what these damn kids are calling it nowadays <laughs> Streaming back in my day, streaming wars is when you took a pee against the wind and try to pee on your own friend. <laughs> but, but the, the, yeah, okay. So, 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 so what was the? What I gotta ask now. Now I'm now I'm invested. Ed, what was the? Is he trying to figure out how to actually do it? Or no, he's 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 seen other other streamers. To me now, now every time I think about streaming, I think about peeing in the wind. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, so now every time, every uh, he's seen other streamers like setups, and you know, like he's watched videos and did some research. So he bought a bunch of things to you know figure out like if they do it this way, I can do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and right. they he I don't think he like like everything is set up properly, and like like there's certain things like it, it's basically his problem is is that like after so much time, the processor gets hot and the uh, and this computer and the and the the video gets choppy, you know. So it's 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 okay. using a lot of resource basically. And I and I have a few ideas of why it's doing that. And then they also they but they think it might be the computer itself. They want to get like one of those gamer computers, like spend like like well, twelve yeah, to so like you might have to. Well, I mean, I don't know how much you can spend to get a gaming. You can do a decent gaming computer. I think with the the if they get a better cooling system, it might help. Well, that's but the that's the thing. I mean, they're doing it on a laptop, so you can't really cool right, down a laptop yeah. that way. So you have to get yeah. something like that. So that was my initial thing when I when I first spoke to him over a week ago about it. But then, you know, like I started poking around, doing research on my own, and I'm like, oh, okay, like you know. And actually, I'm thinking I could do this. Like I'm a half wit, and I got I actually have an idea. You know, to do like maybe some streaming myself. You know, play like just the worst gamer ever. You know, playing that's that angle. You know, so that's you know, so that's trademark geeksters, by the way. You know, so nobody can take my. We're gonna call our our show "Get Good," guys, where we play online games. Watch us get our ass handed to us constantly. (laughs) Our tagline is: "This this, watching us play is what you not do in video games." (laughs) Or or, or it's like just when you thought you were bad, check us out. Feel like training your system and get and get giving up the gaming life? Check us out. You'll feel better about yourself. <laughs> so that's that was it. So that's because I'm thinking because there's like there's even easier ways to do it. I mean, like there you can just do it through your PS4, and then you just need a Sony approved camera to hook up, yeah, and I you mean, could all do it, it through. Is. You don't even need a computer. In fact, I think uh, the PlayStation is if you PlayStation and Xbox, as long as you have the cameras. They're actually you can download 
the software, or you can download Twitch, and actually it sets it up all for you. You, like, you, don't, you, don't, have to, you don't have to download Twitch. You just have to sign up an account online and yeah. just hook it up through the through the uh, thing, or through options, and do a share, like when you start your game, and then that's it. And it goes and it asks you if you want to do Twitch or Facebook, and you go, and that's it. And it records it for you. And See, it's, now, does this tie into, like, earlier in the week, one of our mutual friends suggested that we should start doing videos for our show? You know that we should go on video. I, we, you and I should start. Twitching Wait, which together. which mutual friend did this? Uh, you don't. You didn't see that 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 comment. Maybe because it was on my page. I don't know. We have a, a mutual friend. His name is Doug. Um, I think he. I think he listens to. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not friends with Doug. So I, I, oh, okay. <laughs> there's there's a reason, but I, we'll, we'll digress. Mutual, okay, let me, I, then then let me amend that. Our mutual acquaintance, Doug. <laughs> I know who he is. So it's a... <laughs> All right, he made a comment about you know when I posted um when I put, shared the link to our show on my page, he made a comment that we should go on video like. You know, you, you guys are so funny. You should be doing this on video, you know, like, like streaming it. And I, I was like, I, my sister, of course, thought it was the greatest idea in the world. And I was like, no, Ed and I have faces for radio. You know? <laughs> 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 but I mean, and if you're if you're gonna dip your toe in this, this streaming thing, I'll like, I'll okay, fine, I'll <laughs> it's like, I'll I'll subscribe so I can just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just be I'll be your only watcher I mean I'm thinking I'm, I'm thinking I'm probably get at least like 30 40 viewers I like you know because it's like you know I can tweet it out go hey you know check this out like how terrible I did in a game you know for like a edit a clip for like two minutes or whatever and, and they're laughing and stuff so, you know and I'm sure I'm sure like time to time I'll get like 10 to 20 to 30 viewers at a, at a time you know in a session or whatever you know and 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 you know that's it. Like I don't think I'm going to make any money off it because I think you need a lot of uh, a lot of yeah, I mean, viewers to to yeah, make I'm, money I'm, off of it, right? Yeah. Well, at, at work we have a, a person, we have a TV, and that TV has the I call it the propaganda machine. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a vignette of a girl who talks about how to become a streamer, like talks about content, what like you know like little vignettes uh, that that she does about like hey look if you're thinking about if you're thinking about being a, a, a streamer here's some tips and tricks and of course it's about making sure like hey you know what first thing you do is you got to have you don't have to have an angle but you got to be somewhat interesting and you have to be constantly aware of like don't you know like don't hate the trolls because if they if they are even saying anything like at least you got somebody watching but don't act like you know those ten people are like. Don't get mad if only ten people watching because there's millions of streamers out there. There were three million and, streamers out there. And don't think that you know right away. Find something. I remember one of the things that they, she said was find something that maybe not everyone does. Everyone does Call of Duty. Everyone and their mother does Call of Duty. So don't do Call of Duty because you know why? You're just going to be a drop in a bucket. But pick a game that maybe not everyone does play. Like, you know, like, okay, for example, like God of War or Hitman or Dark Souls. Like, people do those. However, but, you know, you might want to find your, like, your little niche market. You know, yeah. like Minecraft. Why do Minecraft? Ten-year-olds do Minecraft. Six-year-olds do Minecraft. You know, stream <laughs> Minecraft just for the fact of it's easy. You, you, you know, know what the, you know, thing that was really funny about this whole the whole week about this was 
a friend friend of the show, Dave Sipon, just started yeah. streaming online streaming. <laughs> and I asked him because I was like, I'm like, I'm like, if he like, I I didn't say, I swear to God, I didn't say anything to him. I was just, I just texted him like, hey, what's up? Like, I see your stream, dude. How'd you do it? You know, right? And the first uh-huh. thing that I was is like, I'm an idiot, and I figured it out. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. I mean, there's there's children out there who, you know, have it figured out. I mean, it ain't. It's not rocket science. It's pretty simple. I mean, but you're also not going to get. You need to be very special. Well, you need you need a brand. It's like it's like everything else. You need a brand, and you need to know how know how to market it. That's that's generally what it comes down to. You got to right. sell it's yourself, and you got to marketing. Sure. You now become a business, and then you have to learn how to market that business, yeah. and then hopefully get a following to get to the part where you get enough people to where you can start getting paid for your streaming. Right. Uh, it's, but again, it's, it does take, if you think becoming an actor is tough in Hollywood, imagine trying to be a first time streamer and thinking that, Oh, I'm going to make a career out of this because you got to be first and foremost, you got to be interesting. If you're not interesting, no one's going to give a shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, then again, that might be them. That might be your catch. You think you're interesting, and you think you're going like, "Look how awesome I am!" And everyone else, all your viewers are going, "You gotta watch this guy. He's a fucking moron." <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like everyone's in on the joke, but you. <laughs> you know, I've, I've, and my and my thing is as long as, as long as there's somebody viewing or somebody listening, it's all that matters. Like right, right. here, <laughs> make fun of me. I don't care. <laughs> you listen. That's all that matters. <laughs> Right, you're paying attention to me. Keep paying attention. That's exactly it. <laughs> it comes down to. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, yeah, so that's that's. I've been doing a lot of research and stuff. And like I said, like there is a lot of ways to do this. It's it's fascinating. It really is. It's it's actually almost as interesting as podcasting. It's 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 even less difficult. I find it. You know, it's just it's just having the right equipment is really what it comes down to. And it, and the more equipment you have, the more problems you're going to have. And that's I think that's part of his reason. That's that's part of his, his problem. You know, I think is there's some things I'm like why does he have this? Why does he have that? And so, uh, but like I said, I'll, I'll hopefully next week I can have resolved for him or or he, I, I gave him I I texted him a bunch of things to do. You know, before then, because I know he's, uh, they probably want to get this. You know, he wants to get this off the ground. Uh, you know, as soon as possible. Because right. yeah, it's, I have, I have parents coming in with their kid, that, and they talk about wanting to be a streamer, and it's like, okay, like here's what you need, but you also got to. I always kind of give them the, the the warning of, just because that you see what it's like. Yeah, I call it the it's the Fortnite thought pattern oh this person must be good because they have this equipment so i need this equipment to be as good as that person but yet the most important thing that i've learned from listening to the propaganda machine and from my own kind of research is that you can't just sit there quietly and play a video game no one's going to give a shit yeah you gotta be engaging. You have to be somewhat entertaining, and um, you can't just be like, "Oh, I'm gonna play Minecraft today," and they're just gonna watch me, ch- you know, hack, 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 dig, 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 hack, 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 place, place, place. Right. You know, and no one's. And if you don't say anything, people are gonna be like, "I don't. Why? Do something funny. Be engaging. <laughs> like you know, do something other than playing this game." Right, like this game sucks. You suck. I wouldn't have done that. Like, and then you, know, <laughs> you gotta keep 
you got to keep it moving. You know, like you got to think of something because if you think, oh, I'm just going to be a streamer and I'm just going to play my game and be quiet, then then it ain't it ain't gonna. It's not gonna. You're gonna have a harder time than most people. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know uh, that's that's my advice. <laughs> be entertaining. Be entertaining. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hey, what else did you do this week? You said uh, you saw a movie. I did see a movie. I this is a movie I wanted to see for a while, and I I picked it up, and I and I'm looking at it. I'm like sitting in my collection, collecting dust, like all my other ones, and I figured let me you know um, let, let me let me uh, finally watch it because I you know this week one night I was like oh, I'm just tired of doing this all this research. It's called Bombshell with Shelly uh, uh Nicole Kidman, and Margot Robbie. And it's about the uh, Fox News. Good. Yeah, I almost bought that a couple times. <laughs> like it's always been in my hand, and I'm always like, I want to see this. This looks really fascinating. The cast looks great. I want to buy it, and I keep putting it. It's one of that movies where I keep putting it back. <laughs> so, oh, I'm glad you saw it. How was it? It was awesome. It was, it was, it was like I wish I saw a tuner kind of thing. It's like it's one of those movies. It's like it was like it's you. How do I put this? There's such a big ensemble of people and a lot of actors you know. There's not like any actor. There's only a handful of actors you don't know in this movie. And um, you know most of these actors. And it's it's a, a good ensemble piece and it works really well. But it flows between basically the three lives like uh, of of these girls in, in Fox News and, and what was going on at that time. You know, and and then and it was like you know, like because like they, it it was just hilarious to watch because like some of the characters, <laughs> um, they have uh Mar Rule uh, Giuliani, uh, you know, I think he's lawyer, he's a lawyer, and he but he was the mayor of New York okay. during nine uh, eleven, and you know that's that's how you kind of know him, uh, and then in well, recent, a lot of people might a lot of people might know him more recently from uh, you know being Trump's lawyer, right. Yeah, you know, type no, of thing. Buddy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he's he's in the movie now. It's not actually him. It's an actor. The actor is Richard Kind, that plays him, and okay. he does a good job. He does a really good job. It was just it's just funny to hear because a couple times you hear his voice and you go, "That's Richard Kind." Like you you know who he is like right away. Right. You know he it picks up because every once in a while it, he he flows between the two between Giuliani and and and. Him and it was just it was just funny to watch because he's in makeup. It's not like it's Richard Kind and he's just you know it says Mayor Giuliani and you have to go with it. Like, but they 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 make him up you know to bald up you know game of balls you know cap and you know sure. did the whole thing and it, it looks like him. I mean like a couple times you sit there in a in a seat you know with, with another lawyer and you're going wow like like that looks like Giuliani and it sounds like him and then it's just like all of a sudden like he says something and you hear that phrase and it's Richard Kind's voice his his tones and you're going up oh, right. yeah like but I mean like thing uh, uh John Lithgow plays the the basically the I guess you could say the villain if you were looking for like a hero and the villain in the movie uh, um he he plays the the person that they kind of take down in the movie and it he he looked great. I mean, he he did a yeah, great they gave job. Him, they gave him a fat suit. Yes, yeah, it was it was awesome to watch him. Like I John, I love I love John Lithgow's work. I really do. Like I'm trying to think of a movie I didn't like him in, and I can't think of one right now off the top of my head. But like there was there was a lot of movies I've seen him in, and I've enjoyed every one that he's been in. 
And he's like one of those actors. It's like, I don't think of him much, but when I do hear his name, I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be good because he's in it, you know, kind of thing. And he really does not disappoint. Like, he makes, but I've seen him as a bad guy before, so I know he can, he has that kind of chops. Right, but he plays uh, Roger Ellis. Uh, yes. Um, and then Malcolm McDowell plays Rob, Rupert Murdoch. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean that yeah. that one that one he's only in it a very little bit and like 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 I don't know who like I know who Rupert Doc Murdoch is. I've never seen him, so like but you're getting you're getting you're getting Malcolm McDowell. Like you right. know, like you know, there's there's not really much of a stretch for him. I mean unless unless Rupert Murdoch's a British guy, you know, which I don't know, like I think uh, he, he is. Okay, well then <laughs> you know they but they mean like like no, I think he's Australian. Okay. Well, you got British. You know, but it it was enjoyable. It was it it was truly enjoyable. It was it, you know it made sense. The the one surprise for me was I didn't know she was in it until think, but it was a minor part. Uh, Kate McKenna is in it, and I have to say, I everything I've seen her in so far, I never liked her. <laughs> and I seen her in this and I like her in this. <laughs> See, I thought you were gonna go I, I wasn't yeah. And everything I've seen her in, hate her. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're absolutely right. I hated her. I can't stand her. Everything, everything I see her, I can't stand her. I, I, I think I think she, I think she's the real reason why the, the, the other the female Ghostbusters failed. See now, everyone says she's the best thing about it. Yeah, and I think I, I, between her, her and the and the uh, 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 comedy bits that they they that was, uh, you know, not they're not scripted. Uh, uh, oh crap! What's that called? That the uh, improv, uh, you know, uh-huh. type of thing. That and and because she's so bizarre in that, and you're like, uh, yeah, like I, I I think she was trying to do an Egon thing, but weirder, and it just didn't sell like it was just it was not working for me yeah i i mean i've seen her in other stuff and i'm like yeah i'm not really too i'm not too fond of her you know as, as a, she, what you were saying she's good in ensemble movies because it's you can you get her in small doses well not that it's just that she wasn't doing comedy there was no comedy in this for her uh, uh, that's why you liked her that's why i liked her she played a straight role like a uh <laughs> not a straight role uh uh, serious, a serious role. Thank you, because if if you if you saw the movie, I'm not gonna tell you why, but if you saw the movie, then you go, yeah, it's not a straight role. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but uh, it was it was it was it was really you know like I'm like say like a lot of the actors you you know you you're familiar with you enjoy every actor like he might have been in a in a show like one guy uh, played a lawyer and he was in um uh, he played in the office he played the like one of the owners of the paper company in the office, you know, the American office. Uh, there was, there was Alice and Jenny. She's in moms. She, she plays a, a, a lawyer in it, you know, uh, uh, some of the, some of the, you just, you just see that face and you go, Oh my God, I know her from somewhere, you know, kind of thing. But it's good right. to see them like working this out. Like it was, it was really, like I said, it was really well done. I, 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 I recommend it. Highly recommend it. I enjoy it. You know, I mean, I'd watch it again. Yeah, sure. I would. You know, yeah, it was, I'm, it was, scrolling, I'm scrolling through the cast. And I'm going, wow, they got her, they got him. Yes. Oh, that, that's kind of a that's a really really good cast. I'm like, oh, impressive. 
You know, I saw Trisha Halford. I'm like, wow. Look yeah, at yeah. They got they got they got a good they got a good cast running around and on. It just it it, it was it was it was fun to watch. It, it I was trying to think of a movie like I don't know if anybody and this is this is this is a stretch. So I'm trying to think of another movie, but the only one I can think of is The Big Short. Was about the housing market collapse of I think '08 or something like that. Right. Yeah, and it had um, Christian Bale, Steve Carell. Yeah, had had, had had another full ensemble cast of a lot of great actors. Some some uh, uh, smaller uh, role, yeah, actors, but I, some good. I'm looking. I see Elizabeth Rom. I haven't seen her since Angel. Yeah. <laughs> She's in it, yeah. I mean, say hey, there's there's a there's a there's a ton of faces that you see in there, and you're going, and and like I said, and everyone has a a part to play in this, and it's just it makes it so enjoyable, it really is. And at first, it's high paced, you know, because they're like you know hitting you right away, but then after a while, you start to. That was the one thing I like, like with the big short, like I watched that, and it was hard to watch. The only scenes I could follow properly were the ones with uh christian bale in the big short because his scenes were so dry di- dynamically different than everybody else's because what the what he was doing in the movie versus what everybody else was doing the movie was doing he, uh, in in this one everybody was kind of like on the same page but you you got to follow it more and you understood what was going on in each each person's life it was and it was great because it was like there was there was you know because it was during the 2016 uh election uh you know like you know trump's running for for president and you know and they had to go to cleveland to, to cover it they had a guy who played gerardo rivera which was hilarious to watch okay <laughs> and bill o'reilly you know like because all the fox news people like it was it was great to watch because like some of these people you're going oh like and I'm like wow that was pretty good like, that was a pretty good impression like I I the the Horada rare Barra was great I mean it was it's it's very brief it is so brief you you barely see him he's in, like in two scenes in the whole movie and he's like one is like I'm not taking calls and he's just running by <laughs> and the other scene he's with other other uh, 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 anchors, other you know, other uh, uh, online Fox News personalities—they're all sitting around talking about like uh, you know uh, what was go- what's going on and stuff. And if 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 the if uh, uh, Roger goes, uh, everybody goes, kind of thing. And you know, and he's and they're, and they're like making jokes or whatever. And then they have to go to Cleveland, you know. And it was just it was it was it's just hilarious to watch like some of these. The thing it was well worth it it's just it's well worth to watch uh i recommend it if you if you can get a copy of it you know watch it it's i mean it's i think it's on hulu's i know i think you have hulu's you can watch it yeah that way yeah, i saw i saw it pop up and i'm like oh i think i i think i put it on my watch list maybe i'll watch that tonight i don't know i gotta i have uh like things going oh maybe i'll watch that or maybe i'll do that all right uh okay. so that was uh that was pretty much my week. Um, how about you? What what have you been up to? Um, well, I also watch stuff, but as as mentioned, today is Valentine's Day, so I I did get Stacy a little something. Um, it was a um, a pop socket of her of her Hogwarts house, Slytherin. Oh, okay. She's she she reps her her school colors very proudly. You know, <laughs> so she has, she already has a pop socket for her phone. But I saw this and I was like, because it's Valentine's Day. And it's like, well, I never do I know what I think I fall into that same blanket of like, what do I get somebody, especially for Valentine's Day? 
I, I, I'm not really, it's like, oh, okay, I got to get something because I'm not like a schmuck, you know? So I was like, I, I kind of, the worst part about it is, Ed, her and I both work at the same mall. <laughs> okay? So I have, it's every time I need to go shopping for her, it's like mission fucking impossible. Yeah. Okay? Because she works at a store where she's predominantly, she has to greet people. So she's by the front door. Okay, she says I can hear the story. It's Bath and Body Works. Right. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, she, she gave me the okay. Um, and right next to her store is a store that I think it's called Time After Time. Yes. Or, it, it, it's a jewelry store. Yes. And in that store sells Pandora charms, and Stacy has a Pandora bracelet. So I have to, if I want to go into that store, there's a couple things that I cannot do. Number one, I can't come from the angle from where my store is at because I'm going to walk right past her store and she's going to notice me. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Why aren't you at your job? Yeah. And it's like, I, so I can't be sneaky that way. So what I have to do is I have to go around the other side of the mall through um, through another entrance. You have to go out. Heading. You have to basically go outside the mall because like, it's into her mall. You have to right. go outside the mall, walk the outside of the mall past her right. store. Right. It was essentially is. I mean, like today, I she worked. I didn't. So it was like, okay, babe, I'm gonna drop you off. Give her a kiss. Drive like half a block. Park. Wait like five minutes for the mall. They officially open up. Go in. But then the problem is, is that going down the long hallway to the store that's right next to hers, because Stacy's store is real close to the food court. So I have to go down almost the whole length of the mall. And then worry that she might decide to stand out in the hallway. <laughs> like, you know, like, like she's greeting people. So I kind of have to be like hugging the door frame of every single fucking store along the way. There's no reason for me to go into Torrid because I'm a dude. But you know what I have to do? I have to kind of put one foot in, one foot out. Just in case I have to do the like, oh, here she is, duck in real quick, like um, it, like I'm, <laughs> like I'm playing like hide and seek, <laughs> like I'm waiting for her to go spring, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, so it's it's this constant like chicken. I'm like, okay, is is she gonna show? I'm like, I'm like, and I know my wife well enough that even though her day starts at eleven, she probably ain't starting until like eleven twenty because she's got to talk to everybody. <laughs> people need one. People need to talk to her. She's got to, you know, it's, it's like her morning coffee routine. Right. Yeah, like, real cool. So I'm like, okay, if I can get in, find something and get out, um, gold. But the problem is, is that when I leave, my back is now towards her, <clears throat> towards her store. So if she decides to look down the hallway, it's I am very obvious because I wear a fucking jer hockey jersey that says Wayne Double Zero on the back of it. It's black <laughs> and red. It's it's my Batman sixty six jersey <laughs> that's, so that's like, it's, it's, it's like it doesn't really matter what you wear you just stand out because she knows your body so she right. she so you see you running away because you're going to try and run down the hallway to quickly and she looks out and goes why is Rod Sean running the other way right, because I, my biggest fear is to get this what were you doing text like <laughs> she totally would do that she would stop everything like why are you doing this why how come you're in why didn't you stop in? What are you doing? And she she effectively would spoil her own surprise because she's she would need to know what I was doing, and I couldn't make up. Any, it's like I can't go. Wasn't me. There's nobody who has a jersey. I'd say you'd, you'd have to you'd have to you'd have to play it out where you'd buy clothes. You'd have to go to the boss cars, buy clothes that you would never would wear, 
They would think so that way. It's a, they would think. But I, 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 I bring an extra shirt, and all my shirts, majority are black. So and so I could throw that and put on a. Uh, if I put on a baseball cap, she might not recognize me because right. I don't wear a baseball cap. <laughs> She's kind of <laughs> giving me the side eye, like she knows. She like she would know, but it's still the idea is like I now have to kind of like I. I went into the store and I looked and there wasn't really any kind of charm bracelets that was on her wish list because I kind of I had it on me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, nothing really here, nothing really there. So now I now I have to leave. And I'm like, well, now here's the problem. Do I start walking backwards? You know, can <laughs> I because I, I now have to find a way to e- evade my own wife from looking out in a hallway going, "Hey, what are you doing here?" Like I can't even say like, oh, well, I was just I forgot something. She's like, what you forget? It's not like you went. To, I mean, I could have made the excuse that I had to go stop at my job because I did forget something at my job, but it's in the complete opposite direction that I would be going. So I, I'd be busted either way. Fortunately, I did make I did get away with it, and I I cut into um I parked for those two people who don't know where there's a Barnes and Noble in our mall. Um, again, just to kind of give you an idea. And Stacy being a Harry Potter fan, they have a Harry Potter section. So I kind of perused through that and like thought maybe I'd get something like you know th- that is worthy of her, you know, house because it's always finding stuff for Slytherin is very tough, uh-huh. you know, because it's it's kind of like finding stuff for like your favorite obscure band because no one, I mean, everyone wants to be in House Slytherin, everyone says they're House Slytherin, but no one's repping their colors. You know, right. So I got her like a little pop socket, you know, and it was in this, it was in Barnes and Noble. I was like, Hey, look at me. I did it. Hey, you know, <laughs> she got me a, um, there's another thing in the mall that sells like these 3d kind of, um, painting, not paintings, but like, um, li- li- not, I don't want to say lithographs, not the right word. Um, take a, a 2d image and make it 3d. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. I forget the- Okay, there's a there's a store a kiosk in the mall that does stuff like that. So she got me a, a Batman animated series one. Oh. It's really nice. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> um, nice. That's what we, that's what we did for Valentine's Day. It was basically here, here, hey, you know. She had more time to shop for me because Stacy said she had 30, 30 minutes, but she could freely walk about for thirty minutes. She didn't have to play duck and cover. All right. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, even, even if you saw her, you'd be, she'd be like, none of your fucking business. And you would be like, okay. Right. right. I'd be like, baby, what are you doing out? She'd be like, mind your business. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get away with that. Yeah. Hey, man, mind your business. She'd be like, don't talk to me that way. <laughs> <laughs> then next thing you know, Sean gets a shiner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I said, no. <laughs> But I did watch, but um, we did during the course of the week, I did watch some TV. Um, and I watched uh, a couple a couple of interesting things and a couple of like, meh things. Okay. Um, we watched on Netflix a crime scene, the, vas- the Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Okay. Okay. I'm going to try to give you the cliff notes. Uh, girl from Canada goes to California. She goes to this hotel, the Cecil Hotel, and, and she vanishes. Um, the footage of her vanishing, her what the last thing she did, she was going to go into a um, an elevator, and 
she's kind of acting a little weird, a little sketchy, uh-huh. and then she kind of dis- she leaves the elevator and she disappears. Right. So now it's it's this whole big thing like we need to find her. What happened? Blah blah blah. I, I'm gonna spoil this one because I'll be honest. It's it's four hours because it's four episodes. It kind of is a waste of time. Okay. Uh, I mean, the payoff it really sucked, donkey dick. Okay. Is, is she was she an Asian woman? Yes, she was. Okay, uh, I yeah. actually saw the footage. I watch a lot of these things on YouTube. It's like like the creepiest things caught on tape or whatever, and like tape of thing. And she's like looking out. She's looking out. She goes in the elevator. And she's looking out. She gets that, and then she jumps out of the elevator. And you're going, "Ooh, that was weird," you know. And I was just like, and I never saw her again. It's like, okay, well, you know what? Ed? I am going to tell you what happened. Okay, right? good. <laughs> I was always wondering, like, what happened to her? <laughs> now I know. Now I'm going to find out. Well, she's dead. <laughs> Gee. Okay. She. What happens is, is that after that moment, they can't find her. They disappear. So they look everywhere, you know, in the hotel and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Nineteen days later, I think um, there's a funny. Some of the residents of the hotel are complaining about the water. The water. Oh no! All right, now I know what happened to her. All right, go ahead. Right, she, she winds up. Her naked body is found in the water tank that supplies the water for the hotel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Problem is, is, number one, she's naked. Number two, how'd she get in there? And number three, her clothes are on the bottom, right? And number four, you have that footage, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, you know, the police are trying to do their work. Now, the, the, what they tell you in this documentary is that the CISA Hotel is basically placed in almost the, one of the corners of Skid Row in Los Angeles. Skid Row is a, is a very huge area with a lot of the homeless, homeless people, people who are kicked out of mental institutes, institutions they all live in that area it's called skid row right um not just the name of an 80s band uh so (laughs) so right away it's like okay well there's drug users there's prostitution and they kind of give you like a brief history of the hotel like you know it's been around for ages but then it was this glorious hotel and then the depression hit and then it became like like a kind of a hostel in a way you know it was a very low rent for people who live who were poor right um and when it, it kind of got into a like a because the hotel was semi running, you know, there was like the first six floors were dedicated to residents. The, the middle ground was to like, you know, there was a, there was you, there was a certain level that you couldn't go past. Um, she's on the 14th floor. It's the basically the last floor before you go out on the roof. And during this time, you know, like they have footage, you know, like news footage. And one of the news footage says is that, you know, like the, one of the cops say that they couldn't find her because they had dogs out there and they couldn't sniff her. Like, so right away people are like, it turns into the problem with internet sleuths. Right. Everyone has gotten too much fucking Scooby-Doo in them and they think they're (laughs) fucking brainiacs and they're going to, they're going to stop the case from their laptop, you know, without any facts whatsoever. Right. All they're given is they're, they're given this Asian girl, this, this footage of this Asian girl acting strange. And people are like, well, you notice they're dissecting, you know, like, oh, look, there's a look at the time frame between this and this. And why is the why is this time frame missing? Clearly, the tape must be doctored. It's not that good of a tape. Bob, and it's like must be an inside job. And everyone's kind of like coming up with their own cockamamie theories. Right. Before right. they find her body, you know, clearly it's this or it's clearly it's that. And, you're like, all right, and then you find out that she's dead, and now during the one of the moments in one of the police officers says, you know, 
the we found her in a tank. Somebody found her in a tank. You know, the tank was closed. You know, and so right away, how did a, this girl naked show up in this water tank, fall in, or get dumped in there? And who clo- and clearly, if it was closed, someone must have closed it on top of her. Right. You know, so right away. Now again, it, you know, police a police officer. How could you not find that? We, obviously, the police are involved. It becomes this grand conspiracy, and the people who are saying this are schmucks like you and I on the internet. Right? <laughs> people who I'm going to say just drastically need a friend, you know. And they come in, and this isn't the first time we've had like these internet sleuths. Um, there was another documentary about like a. This is why you don't kill cats on on video. It, it again, internet sleuthing. But again, it it comes down to Scooby and the gang, because they're all coming out and they're you know like calling the police. They're calling you know, they're harassing people at this point. Because at one point in time, they come across a death metal dude. Um, I forget his name, but he has a like a a, a, a vlog almost, and he basically says he's at that hotel. Mm-hmm. So these people assume that, oh, he must have done it. We should look into him because he's fucking creepy. He's got death metal. He's got all these weird fucking imageries on his thing. The, he's at this hotel, and the next song he said, the next thing he puts out an album, he's got like this thing, I'm thinking Chinese, like, and the girl being Asian. So, like, I mean, we're, we're talking fucking a room full of images and red string type people like are just going like they literally at one point in time were like because of her name it was Elise Lame I think Lam Lam there was actually an outbreak of tuberculosis in this hotel and that they honestly thought that the government that she was because she was working she was studying like biology or something or something in Canada that she was a actual TB bomb that she was part of, and that because when you look at tuberculosis and this this thing was called Lamb Elise or Elysia, and it, I'm talking batshit, like we're talking reaching, yeah, type type theories, and you're like, this is fucked up. The 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 death metal dude gets threats. He gets you know he was there looking to him he must have must have killed her Ed must have because of what he looks like what he represents and I'm like alright this is I'm getting and I'm, I'm every episode just gets me gets me and more and more annoyed at these wannabe fucking one too many Sherlock Holmes watching episodes kind of people <laughs> it's like oh I've seen every single episode of fucking Law and Order so now I'm watching this on my, TV, my, my computer screen I'm going to be able to solve the case you know why because I solve the case every week on Law and Order before the cops do I must be a fucking genius you know so uh, I'm <laughs> Stacey fell asleep because we, we binge watched the entire series because it's only four one hour episodes okay came home from work you know we got home kind of early you know, because of the mall we, and we were able to go through like the entire show um the entire series in four flat fucking hours she fell asleep in the last half hour of the show when basically that's when every all the all the magic starts getting uh, where all the valves start getting pulled like you know what here's what fucking really happened you fucking morons okay <laughs> and the worst part about it is okay here's what happened is the girl suffers from, um, she's bipolar, 
Mm-hmm. And they find out after the toxicology report that her medication was at a low, lower level than it should have been. So she was off her meds. So what you saw in the video was a woman having, you know, because when you're bipolar, you can have hallucinations. You can have like these these kind of mental breakdowns. Mm-hmm. That's what she was in the process of going through at that moment. She thought and her this came. This was, you know, backed up by her family and by doctor reports that, you know, you can have. So she would she would. And when she wasn't taking her medicine, she would have these psychotic episodes where she thought someone was chasing her and wanting to kill her. Mm. Explains her fucking behavior getting into the into the elevator. Right. The reason why the elevator was fucking the time stamps were strange was because in order for the police who found who had the footage gave it to the news so that other people can hope to identify her. In order to do that, they slowed the tape down so you can get a better look at the girl. <laughs> There's nothing worried about the footage other than the fact that they slowed it fucking down so you can kind of get a good look at her. Right. Okay. So then she disappears. You're like, oh, okay, well, then how do you explain the fucking tank? What are her getting in the water tank naked and being closed? Here's what happened. She climbed up onto the roof. She climbed in there. She hid in there thinking herself, you know, and then the the care, the, the person who said that, that, that from all accounts that the lid was closed was wrong. The guy who found the body said the, the hatch was open. So the hatch was not closed. It was open. The cops didn't look in there because they fucking didn't. It was an oversight. They didn't think to look in there because it's a fucking water tank. Right. You know, the reason why she was naked is they the, the, the because due to the evidence, hard evidence, she had to have taken off her clothes. The reason why she couldn't climb out is because she's in a fucking water tank that gets run through the hotel. So people are using the water supply. So guess what? The water levels are going down. So she can't reach out to climb herself out. She she takes her clothes off so she can lighten herself so she doesn't sink to the bottom, and she's faced up. And the reason why she's faced up is because the water's churning, so people are, again, scientifically, if she's laid down, the water bubbling and moving around is going to eventually turn her over. That's what happened. (laughs) The heavy metal guy wasn't even there. He was the, the video that these fucking geniuses found was over a year old. Okay, so he wasn't even in the country because he's from Mexico. Wasn't even in the country when this poor girl died. Jeez. But yet his life was fucking ruined because he suffers from a little PTSD from these people harassing him, telling him that he better not come to the hotel. They're going to find him. They're going to kill him. He should just kill himself. Like, these fucking geniuses who think... It just made me so, like... It made me go, this is the problem with the world we live in, is that people see everything and automatically assume what they see on TV is the truth. And the worst part about it is, of course, you know, during the course of this this documentary, docu-series, they talk to these, you know, fucking geniuses and... They're all like, you know, like, well, clearly she must have this. And then when, you know, by the end, they're like, yeah, now looking back on it, when I, when I re, I did rewatch, one person's like, I rewatched the footage of my podcasts or my vlogs and I did fall down a conspiracy well. Like, yeah, you fucking did. Huh. Right. Like, and then the worst part about it, the, the poor guy in Mexico never once got an apology from any of these people. You know, the, the Asian girl like who passed away, she 
it basically by the end it turned into like this is we should take you know, bipolar disorder more serious because and it turned into, into that you know um, a PSA basically by the end mm-hmm. but the only thing I can think of is after watching those and even presented with facts there's some dumb motherfucker out there going no nah, it's all cover up <laughs> you just know that there's somebody out there who's kind of going oh yeah you know what that's all cover up that whole docuseries I don't believe any of it like but they're given and and they're also like one of the things that they were trying to these fucking geniuses were trying to figure out was that if you look on the autopsy report because it's public record there is a mistake the person crossed out at you know a homicide and put accidental death like it changed the changed the recall the procedure but because the person wrote the date you know, one person swore that it was on the 15th and the, the, the revision was on the 18th that why did they, what took, what happened in those three days, right? Nothing happened in those three days because if you look back at that 15, it's actually an eight, just the pen skipped. So it looks like a five, you know, and you're like fucking geniuses. Like all I could think of is like, oh my God, I, like I really I hope these guys these guys I just feel like these people just live for jury duty and hope that they're the ones that's gonna break this case wide open. You know it was so frustrating and I just felt like at the end I'm like I was just it was like one thirty in the morning and all I could be was like angry. Not even angry, <laughs> it was more like frustrated. I was like Oh my god, it was it no, it was actually Colonel Mustard in the study with the candlestick fuckers. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the, the the first couple episodes were interesting, and then when you get into these these yutzes who who are trying to go like, well, it has to be this, and if you slow this down, or if you look at this, it's like you all sound like fucking crazy people. What's your background? Is your background criminal justice? No, you know you are. You're a fucking barista. <laughs> like. Serve your fucking mocha lattes and, you know, like, and shut the fucking pie hole. Go on a date. Hang out with your friends. Stop looking at this footage every single minute of the day thinking that you scrolling through a Facebook page is going to break the case wide fucking open. You know, these fucking no jacks. Like, ugh. It was just, it was, it was just so fucking annoying. So Ed, that's why I'm the Asian girl on the thing. She had a basically a psychotic break because of her of her bipolar issues, and she wound up killing herself. It was, it was, it was, it was an accidental, an accidental death. death. Yeah, it was an I, yeah. As soon as you said the water tank, I was like, oh, that's right. I now I, I did right. remember the, the the whole what happened to her because because I think I saw it like like in another video or something like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know. And then I just moved on from there. <laughs> but, but I forgot. But I always, you know, because there's always these like the weird things, like and like some of them, like looking at, I'm like, ah, oh, come on, that is doctor. That is like a video that's, you know, like you, you watch right. these creepy things and you're like, you're like, yeah, you know. And I, I stop watching them because it's like, at least I'm watching now in the middle of the night. And I get a little paranoid. <laughs> you get a little paranoid, but there's also a part of you going, I know this is stupid. What the fuck am I doing? I'm yeah. smarter than this. Yes. I, I find myself doing that sometimes. Like I'm watching something and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Don't, don't, don't be part of, don't be part of the problem, Sean. Walk away. You can walk away from this, this idiocy. 
Like, it, but I just know that there's somebody out there who watched the entire video, the entire four hours, and still at the end of those four hours, with all the evidence presented at the end, they're gonna go, yeah, I don't buy it. <laughs> you know, it's just, I just want to grab those people and just kind of just give them, just smack them, like, and go like, oh, please, 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 what are you, uh, like. <laughs> So that's how I started my week, actually, because we <laughs> <laughs> then uh, on Hulu, we watched um, Framing Britney. There's a, it's a, one of the ABC, like 2020, like documentaries. Basically, um, Britney Spears has been in a kind of a, a, a legal battle with her father for um, control of her of her her career, basically. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know how much you know about it because again, it's it's Britney Spears. Why would we care? Ultimately, <laughs> um, but right when Britney had a breakdown, they she signed over. So they they took the her rights away from her. And what you would do with a person who's older, um, I really should have been done made better notes than just fr- framing Britney on Hulu. <laughs> 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 um, it's you know again, she's. She's trying to they kind of give you like, hey, this is who Britney is. If you forget, if you don't fucking know, um, this is the troubles that she had. How how the media kind of sometimes portrayed her as a, a villain or as a, as, as a crazy person, um, because that's it's it was the '90s, early 2000s, the height of the paparazzi, just hounding stars wherever you go. It's when Britney shaved her head, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, and then. And her father is in charge of her estate, basically, and she's trying to she. She's threatening not to perform until her father is taken away from that because she can't trust her father. Not for crazy reasons, because he's kind of a scumbag, you know. Um, so she now feels like she's able to. She's been trying to fight this for some years now, and just recently, a, a judge has kind of granted that her father be taken off of that and be. Again, long story short, it's like an hour and it's interesting. That's what I watched. You know, if anybody who's a Britney Spears fan, you know. Or who's interested about Britney Spears and the things going on in her? They actually kind of give you a, a decent thing. Um, <clears throat> then I did do some nerd shit. Believe it or not. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I did watch Behind the Mask on Disney. Uh, it's it's a what do you call it? Um, a documentary about like superhero alter egos, and it was it was it was fascinating and it was an interesting watch. It's on Disney Plus. Um, it came out the same. That came out this this past Friday along with WandaVision, which I'm assuming you saw WandaVision? Oh, yes. Okay. I think the show's great. I, I heard, I saw something on the internet that the last, there's three episodes left. Mm-hmm. And those last three episodes are going to be hour-long episodes. Oh, good. Finally. I, that's what I heard. Uh, you know, well, it's because shit's popping off. Now we're now in the downward spiral of the, what the fuck's going on? Who the fuck is that? You know. Wanda going, oh, look what I can do. And then, you know, leave it at that. <laughs> um, then then Stacy and I watched uh, OnlyFans selling sexy on Hulu. Again, little documentary about the OnlyFans um, business, basically. Um, I feel like I don't feel like I should have to describe what OnlyFans is, but I feel like I, sh- I deserve the least fill people in only fans is a, 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 a subscription based website where if Ed and I wanted to, we could say, Hey, for 
$3 a month, you can get this. Or for $20 a month, we'll do this for you. You know, they like get fan service, but you're paying for it. Um, majority of the people who are on it are selling sex. They're selling their body. They're selling, you know, it's, they're sex workers. Um, I personally, no problem with it. I do, you do you, you know, you live your best life, especially, you know, you only, if you're in your 20s, you got a, a certain window of time before everything starts to sag. Mm-hmm. But but fortunately, we live in a world where body... What I, what I liked about this documentary is they weren't all beautiful people. They were people of all different shapes and sizes and sexual orientation, which to me made it kind of... It was was happy. It wasn't like, oh, look, of course these people have OnlyFans because they're all beautiful people. There's a couple of people that I didn't find... There's a, a, a chunkier girl who who's in it, a girl who wasn't that attractive. And they also had some adult film stars who... Did it? Who who do it as well? And also, Donnell Williams is uh, in it too. He's an OnlyFans contributor as well. He's Ashy Larry from the Chappelle Show, and he was also in um, Jane Silent Bob reboot. He was the the officer that's talking through the megaphone in the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie. Um, <clears throat> but it, it was it was fascinating. I, I thought it was it was interesting, like how people work OnlyFans and how it how it actually works and you find out like I found out like I didn't know that OnlyFans only gets 20% of the income everything else is yours you know now again if it's you know $100 you get to keep 80 bucks of it but the more people you have subscribing the more money you make obviously right Um, and there's a market for everything but it's like well how far would you go to before you fall down the I'm chasing that dragon of that paycheck versus your own moral compass you know like if would you hypothetically get a breast implant if you knew that it was going to increase your viewership by like 15 percent you know or would you do how much would you charge for if you decided to take the chance and have a have a threesome with another couple how would you charge how like it was the business aspect of it was pretty good, and then they get into a little controversy with uh, the actress Bella Thorne and what she did, and how it kind of got like a negative connotation to it. And it was again, it, it's it's an hour long. It was very fascinating. Um, then I went back to Disney Plus to watch Cinderella, the um, the what do you call it, the 1997 version with uh, Whitney Houston, Brandy, Jason Alexander. Um, it's it's Stacy considers it her her Cinderella from her childhood. Okay. Um, it's and uh, the reason why I, I would say that as of late, some people again, if you want to be if you want to fall down the well of conspiracy theories, this is a multiracial cast, and people were kind of questioning why it wasn't part of the platform when Disney Plus first came out. Now it's been out for over a year now, Disney Plus, and now they decide to put this version of Cinderella in February. I mean, I, me, business-wise, obviously, it's Black History Month. So, uh, so of course, they're going to put this one out, you know, during Black History Month. And some, Stacey's like, well, they're, they went through Black History Month last year. Why they didn't do it last year? And I'm like, I can't answer that. I mean, I think it's more of a business thing. I don't think it was, I mean, no, there was writing, there was letter writing campaigns and there was, some hullabaloo on the internet, like, you know, like released a Cinderella cut, I guess, you know, um, and Disney either 
listened to them or ignored them and chose when they were going to do it anyway. I'm, I feel like Disney's going to do what Disney's going to do. We have some <laughs> news articles about we have news articles about that a little later on the show because it's been a wild day for it's been a wild week for Disney employees. Yes, <laughs> or even ex employees at this point. Um, so, well, but I mean, like, like that's the thing. Like, it's it it becomes you. That's um, how do I put this? Like for Disney, like and and any any service really. I mean, you, you know, Disney's in particular because they're the ones that get most most scrutiny half the time because uh, of what the properties they own and why is it not here and that kind of thing. I mean, they couldn't make everything available. They didn't make everything available on launch day you know they made a lot of titles available so it was like it was huge and it was like it was well worth it and it was just like well we got to keep you coming back like that's the that's the idea of this it's not it's not like you know like like we're going to release everything now because it's like after so many months you're going to go yeah you know what i can come back anytime because you know you have all the movies i want and and i don't want to pay for it now so they 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 ramp you up and going hey you know we're gonna have the '90s Cinderella coming out Black History Month you know and I, I and it might have been a an, I don't even think that was in, even in their uh, in their wheelhouse thinking about that when when uh, maybe maybe not I don't know again someone on a better on a higher tax bracket than ours probably figured it out yeah because there was there was there was I'm sure there was there was a list of things and they were thinking they had a meeting about and they go okay what are we gonna release this month. And this is what they're going to, because there's a lot of stuff that's, that's not on there that people just don't realize yet. And they go, like, unless they're a fan of that movie, and then there's a campaign going, why isn't it on there? And then they're like, all right, it, it reached interest. Because it's like, you know, the old Disney vault days. I mean, you know, now that's not, right. those days are gone. But you go and, you know, that's they, they still want to keep an interest. I mean, that's why they're creating the Mandalorian and WandaVision, and they're bringing out, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier eventually, I think, after WandaVision's done. Because they want to, they want to keep you going, and it's just not they're just that show. Like if they want to give you other uh, quality things, because one of the I think I mean I don't know if, I don't know if it's still holding true or not, but in one time they were saying like once it's on there, it's on there. It's like it never goes away. Right. So imagine like the whole library being on there, and it's just like you would you would watch what you wouldn't want to watch, and then cancel the cancel the cancel the sis. You know, uh, sure. Uh, I mean, for prime examples um, for me, HBO Max, I. To use my free one month i watched wonder woman and when the month was over i canceled now don't get me wrong in about a couple weeks i'm gonna resubscribe because i want to see the justice league and i want to see godzilla versus kong you know um so yeah it, it, it's there's two movies right there that I, if i were going to movie theaters i'd spend 15 dollars on more than because it'd be me and stacy so i'm like that to me is worth it but after a month i don't know what's going to come out in april but maybe nothing so i'll probably just cancel it again mm-hmm. like i'm gonna get my mom gonna use hbo max as like a like cheap little pops like oh i can watch that or you know like if if it's a good thing king kong uh godzilla kong was coming out the same month as justice league because i don't think i'd want to you know i would i would bank up some stuff first before i you know did that one month because i don't want to be like oh i'm watching one thing and then nothing for the rest of the month it's like yeah I want to try to get some money's worth. Right. <laughs> you know, um, I also did watch, we have not talked about this and, and for a good reason. Uh, the new season of Batwoman started it. Okay. <laughs> You're like, what's that guy doing anything? Like, Oh, it's right. They completely changed the character. No, no, I, 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 I haven't watched it, but 
I've kept an eye on. <laughs> <laughs> I watched episode one and I got bored halfway through it. And that's what I heard. Uh, I heard. I heard it was a big letdown. I heard it was, you know, terrible. So, I, I, boy, Ed, here, I, here's. I took notes. I okay. Took, here's the notes that I took. Apparently, the thing start opens up with a plane crash, and our new heroine is now living. Apparently, lives in a van down by the river. Just want to. I want to take a moment there. I was like, she's legitimately a Chris Farley skit right now. She's living in a van down by the river. Right, and all of a sudden there's a plane crash, and you're like, "Oh my goodness, what's going on?" And then you, you know, cut to the Bat Cave where um, Kate's sister and Lucius Fox kid are, are in there going, "Hey, like, where this plane just went down? We need to get is Kate on her way because she's back. She's coming back from, I believe, Metropolis or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and and they're like, well, yeah, she she hasn't turned on anything. She hasn't turned on anything like the the GPS on the suit. None of that stuff's turned on. And you're like, where could she be? They're like, all right, okay, well, she you know where she is. She's probably on a plane right now, going back to Australia, where she's from. Like, you know, she she she's <laughs> she's gone. Like, she's out. You know. So you have our our new heroine. I forget her for name already. That's how that's how memorable she is. She's. She's living in basically what Gotham City's version of Skid Row is, which is, I guess, apparently beachfront property. And she starts walking towards the, the, the we call it the, the plane crash. And you can see that it's, you know, the, the, the number of the plane. And then they mention, cut to back to the Batcave, that the name, the number of her plane happens to be the plane that she crashed that crashed ryan wilder was the uh is the is the right, okay the, the actress's name is jevica Le- leslie okay but her last name is Ryder wilder wilder w-i-l-d-e-r okay, yep wilder fine so so wilder is walking over and she's going through the wreck and she's she's bringing her She's bringing another homeless person back to, to life because they're probably passed out. She's getting mouth to mouth, and she's flashing back to her own personal experience. Reason why she's home, like they they kind of cut back to something happened to her, which is why she's there. Come to find out that it's Kate's plane that crashed, and she while um, Wilder comes across a perfectly laid off black Batgirl suit, cow and all, not just. In the sand, out of the luggage, nobody. Okay. <laughs> so that's how it starts. So I'm like, they did they legitimately kill off Kate Kane? Like, or why would you do that? Like in my head, like did you break ties? Did was it that bad of a split that you were like, fuck it, we're gonna kill her off? Or are you gonna leave it kind of ambiguous? So just in case if you know they need they need to boost their ratings which they have to at some point we can bring her in as a guest thing I, like i don't know but because well, you, yeah all, i mean if you you know like anybody else nobody dies in the dc right, no, <laughs> universe there, or, a, or or marvel right. so and because i didn't watch most of i didn't watch enough of season one i know that they brought in tommy elliott and that at the end of the series at the end of season one um the alice character which is you know their 
female version of Joker, basically, um, gave him plastic surgery to make him look like Bruce Wayne. So he comes in back. He, so they open up the kind of like he comes back to Wayne Mountain. Of course, Lucius Fox's kid is like, oh, my God, where have you been? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, obviously, I'm here to be like, you know, because all they're trying to get to Alice and Tommy Elliott are trying to get to a piece of car- kryptonite that Supergirl gave Batwoman during that big giant crossover. Uh-huh. Because that because that piece of kryptonite is the only thing, apparently, that can also break through the Batsuit. And Alice's big plan is to put a, you know, because she, she wants her sister dead. And apparently her big plan is, get this, is to somehow, because Kate's father, who's like, you know, the head of the crows. Right. It's a security like system. Yeah. Right. It's this whole, like, I hate her. I we, we need to stop her vigilante, blah, blah, blah. Alice's big plan was going to make that kryptonite shard into a bullet. And putting it into her father's gun and force a confrontation between father and daughter that where he's going to shoot at Batgirl and it's going to kill her so that the father kills his daughter and find out at that moment not only who Batwoman is, but it winds up being his daughter and that he murder his own kid. That's brilliant. That's 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 the big plan. Now, obviously, that probably would have come to some better fruition if if what's her face has stayed on the show. But because she didn't, you know, they had to quickly write in that that you know, like they still had to go somewhat along with that plot. Because, because, because the thing she doesn't know yet that her her, her sister's dead, I guess, or or missing. Well, no, no, well, well, well yeah, well, she, uh, no, well, she did because that's it's major news everywhere that Kate Kane's plane has crashed daughter missing because now it's all it's 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 really it's giving the father who happened to lose their first daughter in a car accident you know like that's how alice that's right. alice's origin story mm-hmm. so right away it's like oh my god it's history repeating itself so of course it's big news so now alice is very upset because she won yeah sure she wanted her dead but not like this she wanted to be the grand she wanted her to die you know through this grand plan and that's the reason why she gave Tom Elliott the big makeover so he could sneak in act like Bruce Wayne and get find the shard to bring to her to get this whole plan underway so that's what the big plan was so now because she's no longer part of the show you still have to kind of button in that storyline so they do have Tommy Tommy Elliott go and pretend he's Bruce Wayne grab the shard find the get, gets a hold of the shard through some stupid way the girl who's playing Wilder is really, uh, I'm taught, I mean, Ed, it just comes off as bad acting. Like, <laughs> just bad acting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, she, Ed, here, here, here is a actual line of the show. Wait, wait, the acting was good before. <laughs> Well, no, it was subpar. You can kind of like. No, it was terrible. It, like, it was. This, Ed, she legitimately said, like, she's trying to find the reason why Wilder, she keeps the suit, by the way, obviously. And they basically kind of do a Batman uh, Beyond type situation where she refuses to give the, the suit back because she's trying to find the people who murdered her foster mom and landlord. You know, these drug dealers. Mm. Because, you know, and. So she's using the suit for her own personal gain for for justice, um, 
But at one point, the first time she puts the suit on to go fight bad guys, the bad guys are shooting at her. She stands up and says, and I quote, I'm bullet. Oh, how about that? I'm bulletproof, bitches. I, 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 it was at that moment I went, I should turn this off now. <laughs> I, I should, I mean, I know that she's not supposed to be like a serious character, but really, I'm bulletproof, bitches. Like, couldn't think of anything else better. You know, like, I, it was just, it was, uh, so. Long, you know, to try to rush this up, Tommy Elliot finds out because he knows he knows that Bruce Wayne's Batman knows now knows that Kate Kane's Batwoman, but however, Kate Kane's missing, so they all think that Kate Kane's alive until our intrepid, you know, sidekicks of the the Asian sister and the Lucius Fox kid have because when she, when she puts the suit on, she's fucking pushing buttons as if she's fucking not like expecting. She doesn't know how the suit works. So she turns on the GPS locator of the suit, which gets them to track her down and realize, oh, my God, it's not Kate. It's this new girl. And she's like, I'm not giving this back before I finish what I'm doing. And then that causes Tommy Elliott, to, who has access to all of Batman's gear, to say, oh, that's where the Batsuit's at because she must have the shard for the, for the you know, he has the shard now. So he's going he's gonna to kill her because he thinks he's going after Kate Kane. It's not. And it all, of course, you know, everything works out in the end. And, you know, of course, our, our hero is, decides to team up with our other heroes to be a better Batman or Batwoman than before. And I, it, it's, 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 it was a mess. I, like I said, like half hour in. And I'm watching, on the, I'm watching it streaming through uh, the CW app. And I'm like, yeah, this, this is not good. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I was like, I want it done. I want it to at least see how they did it. I saw it, didn't like it, moved on. All right, well, I, I watched I watched part of the second episode. <laughs> I didn't finish that one because basically they had a they had a they had a, a book that they stole from the Wayne uh, Wayne Tower, and they had to they find it's encrypted, so they're trying to find a cryptologist to uh, um, cipher, you know, figure it out and stuff. And you know that like hush basically is being used as if you want your face back, then you gotta you've gotta like help us. But the girl who's playing the Alice character is killing them off like within ninety minutes of trying to figure it out because they can't figure it out. So they end up like killing up. They like they even got like one like an NSA agent you know to come in and and uh, do it. But she he ends up and I'm thinking really the NSA. I'm like a, they would probably have been would have you know found her and killed her. Yeah. <laughs> Took it around. Like, okay, I got a question. Yeah. Where's the Riddler in all this? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you'd think if you have a site, if you have something that needs brain power and to be able to crack a code, in the in the villain element of all of Batman's rogues, since you they tend to be just willy nilly about, <clears throat> fucking why not put him in that show? Uh, he might be. <laughs> he might I mean, be. unless unless Warner Brothers like, no, no, we got that Batman movie coming out. We can't have two Riddlers. People will get confused. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I mean, I'm sorry. I just like when you said that, I'm like, why didn't they just get the Riddler? You could have introduced the Riddler. But all right. <laughs> Did they kill off Tommy Elliott, though, in that episode? No. Okay. No, no he's still he's all still right. he's he's basically uh, uh, Alice's henchman. In this, in this, uh, in this thing, you know, 
he's harsh. Did, and they, take, did they take off his uh, his Bruce Wayne face? Yeah. Yeah, he's wearing the bandages yeah. again, and he's running around like that way. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah like no, nobody's questioning that at all, you know. And I, I mean, they they just reveal that he's a he he's exists, and they're like they're calling him Hush because it's like that's the that's the last that's the only thing you hear him say before he kills his victims or he took you know so and so or and, and apparently they what do you call it um I mean again apparently they have Alfred Pennyworth's granddaughter on the show i think because it's the pretty blonde girl's last name's pennyworth is probably i think if my memory serves right i think it's the girl that kate was kind of starting to be interested in um oh yeah yeah but you find out that her last name i find out that like her name's pennyworth and she obviously he when bruce goes when tim looking like bruce wayne goes to, to you know talk to you know, leaves where the crows is at. She recognizes him. She's like, "Oh my god, Bruce!" And he's like, "Oh my god, so and so." And they start talking, and apparently, she doesn't really. He says something that makes her kind of go, "What?" That doesn't seem right. And so she kind of throws out something that only that Bruce would correct her with if Bruce knew the truth. Yeah. If it was the real Bruce, and it wasn't, so that made her go and run his fingerprints off the glass that he was drinking earlier. And I'm like, and that's how she knew it wasn't Bruce Wayne. It was Tom Elliott. And I'm like, wait. So they they reconstructed his face, but they didn't get, they didn't fingerprints really. Like is Tommy Elliot, that's fucking stupid. Like, I, like I, I was, I was like, just scratching my head, dumbfounded. I'm like, really? That's that's how you that's how you guys figured it out. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing because every time I hear the words fingerprint, I think of I think, I think of the Warner Brothers. Right. Fingerprints. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> if you know what that is, kids, look it up. <laughs> And then uh, the last thing I saw, which was, um, it's a movie called The Last Movie Star. Um, okay, it stars, it's one of Burt Reynolds' last films. Um, it basically, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the synopsis because it is, um, I've been wanting to see this movie. I've seen it on Voodoo, and and it was on on sale for five bucks, so I treated myself. Mm. But ironically enough, this is where I think the universe gets that kind of fuck you, Sean, or kind of fucks with me a little bit. Yesterday was my mom's birthday. And my mom was a huge Burt Reynolds fan. Um, She passed years ago. So it was weird to me that that it it didn't dawn on me until I'm in the middle of watching this movie that I'm watching a Burt Reynolds movie the day of my mom's birthday. Like this, this movie happened to be on sale. Uh, during this time you know and that I spent five bucks on it and watching it and all of a sudden you know how that universe kind of works real funny yeah um I just that's I said but the story is about um let me just get the actual synopsis because it was really really good um let me see here hold on give me a second All right, so it is an aging former movie star is forced to face the reality that his glory days are behind him. On its surface, the film is a tale about a faded fame 
at its core, it's a universal story about growing old. Um, but what's nice about it is he plays, um, we call it an, uh, an actor named Vic Edwards, superstar in Hollywood for, for a generation, an, a cultural icon. And he keeps, uh, he, they actually use cuts of um, Smokey and the Bandit and Deliverance and a couple other movies that he's been in his in his early ages to kind of intermix like him in it hmm. like he's actually uh, dreaming in one episode where he's actually sitting next to his smoking the bandit persona during smoking the bandit while he's being chased by cops and he's having a conversation with that character like he's having a he's having a conversation with bandit and bandit they they pick the right lines to make it look like they're actually having a conversation Oh. And then they do it again in Deliverance one more time, and it was that was fascinating to me. But he basically he gets duped into going to this film festival, thinking that it's a big deal, and it's not. It's a bunch of kids who are you know super fans of his, and he it's in Tennessee, so he actually goes to Knoxville. He because he's angry and he's bitter that he got suckered into this thing. Um, going to this because Chevy Chase is in it for like 10 minutes and he plays Chevy Chase if any of other of I think Reynolds's friends were in it I think they would have taken the role I don't know if Burt Reynolds knows Chevy Chase that way like if Dom DeLuise was in it alive he probably would have been, would have been that guy hmm. um, but because it's real brief and it's Chevy Chase who talks him into going kind of says he should go because he's kind of an aging star and he's got nothing you know it's, the movie actually legitimately starts off with him putting his dog to sleep you know it, it's, it's like already kicking an old man when he's down and then he goes to this trip and it winds up being like a fish out of water story because here he is a bunch of a, a young generation who's used, who idolizes him and he he feels like there's this one poignant moment in, in the movie where they kind of ask him because he gets really he gets fucking bullet drunk because he's like he, he he's miserable and he's like you know they actually use his life as like a in this in this movie because they're like at one point in time you were this this they were considering you an actor's actor and that you you were compared to Marlon Brando like and then all of a sudden what changed like at some point you became this other actor you chose the comedy action route and he looks at this crowd and he's like I made bad choices. It's like it's what it comes down to is I made shitty choices. You know, if I can go back and, and change things and then he couldn't get any he berates everybody and winds up leaving and then Ariel Winter, who's from um Modern Family and also the voice of Robin in the Dark Knight Returns, she plays the she plays kinda like his uh, I air quotes assistant chauffeur for the weekend. She um, goes on like this. He wants to go to Knoxville because that's where he grew up in. And he, they go, you know, they talk about his childhood. And he goes to his. And it was it was this fascinating movie. It wasn't not a lot of laughs at all. It was a very I would say pseudo serious movie. Mm-hmm. There's some good chuckles in it, but it was fascinating. It's one of those things where you're watching this movie about an aging star. And if you know anything about Burt Reynolds, about some of the choices that he made, and he they kind of it's kind of like having him be a character in his own biography in a way and looking back and trying to, you know, like how why it sucks getting older and, and things like that. It was, it was a really, it's a great movie. If you get a chance to watch it, it's called, it's called the last movie star. Like they have clips of the real Burt Reynolds, 
Like she has to Google Vic Edwards for whatever reason because she's in a she's just she's starting to she hates him in the beginning and she's starting to warm up to him. So she Googles him and there's all of the actual like you know Burt Reynolds photos like him in the spread the spread in Playgirl and you know like him on him on Johnny Carson you know putting the ready whip down Johnny Carson's pants you know like like all those funny staples of who Burt Reynolds was as an actor and as a person. And you know she she warms up to him as a, as a person, but in a way it's also kind of poignantly sad too because he's aging. I mean it doesn't he clearly is in his eighties at this point, you know. And you go wow, and only like a few years later, a couple years later, I think he's when he actually passed away. Um, but it it's a, it was a great movie. It's it definitely was. And at that moment, like halfway through, I thought it was weird that it's like it it's I must have purchased this movie just before midnight it was kind of like my mom's last final like hey by the way you should watch this movie <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, was, it was just it was just it just felt very like the universe just kind of lined up in this it was because it was always never on sale and it was on sale this weekend and, you know like those voodoo sales only last for a couple days yes yeah i know exactly what you mean you're like oh yeah and then all of a sudden you go oh my god i'm not paying for that <laughs> right and it's a movie i would never buy off the rack like, cause I don't, I don't, unless there was some really cool bonus features, but I, it's, it's an independent film. So I don't think it even had any of that. I yeah. I don't think they have it. those. Yeah. And I don't even know where to even find it at this point because it was such a off the wall, weird title. So, so yeah, that's what I watched. All right. Yeah. That was my, that was my week. <laughs> also, I did some video game. Not that it matters. <laughs> so. What so Ed? Anything coming out on video and DVD, movies, games? Um, the well, yeah, there's uh, there's a couple movies uh, coming out. Um, uh, there is the uh, the film worker is coming out. It's called Film Worker actually. Uh, it's about uh, Stanley Kubrick. Uh, uh, basically, it's kind of like a documentary uh, about Stanley Kubrick, but his relationship with um. Uh, uh, Leon v- Vitali, uh, which he which he apparently picked him for a role as Lord uh, Billington in Barry London, which I have no idea. I guess it's something that that Kubrick directed a long time ago, and uh, the it is basically about like that like relationship between the two of them. Uh, how you know uh, Leon? How you know you know how Kubrick is with well, I don't know if you know the Kubrick is, but if you've seen Stanley Kubrick's movies, he gets something out of his actors and he does various things to do those, to get that, to get those reactions and, and, uh, to get the, the, uh, you know, um, uh, uh to get it right. Like, cause he's a visionary. He's one of those, one of those directors that will visually see something and he knows that this actor can do it, but he has to put that actor actress through these rigorous things to get him to do that. Like to, to, well, well, notoriously known. I mean, anybody who's ever seen um, the, the the movie The Shining, he's the director, and he notoriously, pretty much psychologically terrorized Shelley Duvall mm-hmm. through the entire production. You know, to the point where, like, every time she was had, she was like having a mental breakdown on film, which is what he wanted to get the, to convey his message. So he's been known to do like um, it took them, I think, with him, Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman to do eyes white shut for like three years mm-hmm. you know um he's yeah he was definitely um our 
R. Lee Remy, the the, the sergeant from um, uh, shit, I can never think of it. Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Um, he was he was actually the guy that they hired to help train the actor on how to be a sergeant. But Kubrick liked him so much, it was like fired the actor and hired him as the actor to be the the, the sergeant. So and he he legitimately had no lines. It was basically just go out there and do your job. So all that yelling and screaming at those was, was really him, you know? So he kind of brought like this level of realism to his movies in some hugely effed up way. So no, yeah, it's definitely, he's a legend. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, if you're, if you're interested in that kind of stuff there, there you go. Uh, the Jetsons, the movie is getting a re-release. Uh, it's coming out on Blu-ray. Uh, it's been out on Blu-ray before, but, uh, it's being released this Tuesday. Um, so any Jetsons fans out there, there you go. Um, Harley Quinn, the complete second season is getting a DVD release. This is, I thought, odd. Because in a minute, I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, but uh, I, I enjoyed the Harley Quinn season. I've been watching it on, uh, I have HBO Max for six months and I've been watching it. I've actually enjoyed, I don't know why. I, I, but I, it's a good show. I saw it. It's, it's pretty enjoyable. It's bizarre. I'll tell you that though. I mean, it's not, it's not like a normal, any Batman, you know, like move. it's, it's just bizarre, but it's great at the same time. Like it's, it's, it's just awesome to watch and I, I highly recommend it. Um, the reason why I say it's odd that it's coming out on DVD is because the first and second season are coming out together as one set on Blu-ray. So <laughs> if you want it all on Blu-ray, you can watch it that way. Um, so that is all the releases I have uh, for movies and TV. And they only have one video game coming out this week. It's called King of Seas. It's developed and published by 3D Clouds for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And that will be on Thursday the 18th of february okay so that's it and that is it for releases of the week it um because it's time for nerd news okay yes ed who all right it there's been a i i got a shit ton of articles here okay um most of them are kind of tied together uh i don't know if you knew it or not but there's a video game called borderlands out there yes um okay well apparently the cast is getting kind of crazy um because here's you're going. Cape uh, Blanchett's in it. Kevin Hart's in it. Jamie Lee Curtis signed on, and so did Jack Black. <laughs> okay. Now apparently, um, it and and it's all being directed by horror entrepreneur Eli Roth. By the way, <laughs> um, directed. He's directing it. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Uh, it's uh, Eli Roth's long-awaited Borderlands movie. Jack Black's going to be the voice of Claptrap, which is a robot from the iconic video game series. Uh, the news is announced that Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be joined as Curtis is going to play Tannis, an archaeologist on Pandora who may hold the key to find the mysterious vault. Um, of course, that also means, in case if you need to know, um, Kevin Hart, who's playing Roland, and... I'm trying to think who else is. They don't tell me who. Um, what do you call it? Um, uh, Kate Blanchett is play, portraying Lilith in the from the game. Okay. So it's just I, I've played all the, the games. Got three versions of the game. There's three three of them out. Um, so I played the game. I know the characters. So it's um it's 
again, it's one of those dangers of like, oh, look, here's a video game that's also going to become a movie. You know, <laughs> how well is this going to uh, translate? Because I mean, right. you know, how many how many movies translated well into video from video games to movies? Yeah, very few. I mean, it's it's not the be- you know they don't have a really good ratio. <laughs> You know, I just like I'm like, you know, okay, well, I, I like the cast, so I'm kind of interested in seeing where it's where it's gonna go. Um, so that kills two articles. Yay! Look at me grouping them all together because I'm <laughs> trying to be smart. <laughs> all right, in casting news, more casting news. Well, actually, not casting news. In in the who the hell asked for this field? Uh-huh. Wizard of Oz remake in the works at New Line with director Nicole Castle. <laughs> really? Uh huh. Too soon. It's too soon for this remake. I'm. Not... <laughs> <laughs> well, I um, here here it is. Uh, recall it. Uh, and Wizard of Oz remake is in the remake is in the works at New Line Cinema. Uh, Nicole Castle, who is who's part of the TV show The Watchmen. Uh, is directing the film an adaptation of L. Frank Baum's beloved book, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Baum's story has been retold on the big and small screen many times over the years. The most memorable, obviously, is the 1939 musical starring Judy Garland. Um, <clears throat> New Line, this is, where, this is where it all goes bad. New Line promises the upcoming film will be a, quote, fresh take on Dorothy and the Land of Oz, adding that it can also, quote, draw on other elements from Garland's Wizard of Oz. Uh, like the prize ruby slippers uh, Castle said in an interview uh, I'm incredibly honored to join Temple Hill and New Line in bringing this beloved classic to the screen uh, while the 1939 musical is part of my DNA I'm exhilarated and humbled by the responsibility of reimagining such a legendary tale the opportunity, the opportunity to examine the original themes the quest for courage, love, wisdom and home feels more timely and urgent than ever these are profoundly iconic shoes to fill, and I'm eager to dance alongside these heroes of my childhood as we pave a newly minted yellow brick road. <laughs> oh man, that is. I mean, how? I mean, like. See, that's the thing. Like, like I'm, I'm. It's hard to let go because I mean, you've, you, you, how many times you've probably seen Wizard of Oz in our lives. Uh, I know I mean, that it was it was on Thanksgiving once a year every year when I was a kid. Yeah, I was saying that was that was like the the one of the movies. I remember it was on Halloween. They moved it from like Thanksgiving to Halloween for a few years too because of the uh, uh, bizarreness of it. I think and and you know because I, I, I remember seeing it, like walk walking in the houses trick or treating and they had it on you know on Halloween. You're like really? They I thought that was a Thanksgiving movie. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, like, like, every, like, it, for a long time, it was, it, I think, like through the '80s, I think '70s and '80s, it was a, it was a, a Thanksgiving tradition, and, uh, you know, it, and and people, you know, I mean, it's just, it's one of those beloved movies that you go, why remake it? I mean, Disney tried to remake the Return to Oz, you know, that's see, see how well that worked. <laughs> the, the closest reimagining that I thought was semi decent was the, it was like a miniseries called Tin Man. With Zoe Deschanel, um, and it 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 was it was a little different. They kind of reimagined like um, the the what do you call it? Um, the Tin Man was actually instead of actually being a Tin Man, it was a Marshal, you know, and he had a Tin Star. Mm-hmm. But they called him Tin Man for short. 
you know, um, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was cute. Um, but there was no singing. I don't remember. There's a lot of being a lot of singing and dancing in that one, you know. And then they tried redoing it a little while ago with um, <sighs> Claire Daredevil. He played. Uh... Oh, why is his name escaping me? He was in Full Metal Jacket. He was also in Daredevil, uh, Men in Black. Fuck, great! I'm I'm you this I'm you this week. <laughs> wait, wait, he's in Full Metal Jacket and Men in Black. Yes, he was the bad guy in Men in Black. He was the the first one. He was the and he was also in Law and Order for years. Oh, he killed me, Smalls. Now I gotta have to. <laughs> oh, oh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio, thank you. Yes, he. It was a very short-lived TV show that they were trying to do, and he was playing. I think he was playing the wizard. Um, in this in this version, but it was like a weekly episode, and it didn't. I think it got canceled really quick because I don't think anybody was watching it. Um. So yeah, Ed. Uh, now look, I'm not gonna. Here's apparently Castle recently won an Emmy um, and a DGA award for HBO's Watchmen. Uh, she's an executive producer on some of those episodes. Um, so her flair for world building is what made New Line eager to hire her for to reimagine the wonderful Wizard of Oz. Um, her first feature was The Woodsman, which premiered at Sundance Film Festival in 2004. She's also worked on The Leftovers, Vinyl, and TNT's The Claws. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not a big fan. It's 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 going to be tough because it's you know like it's like imagining like they go in we're going to re we're going to do redo the original trilogy of Star Wars and you go in all right yeah but we're going to make it like an all women cast or you know like 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 something bizarre like they're going to you know they're you know it's going to you know and and you and you go why like 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 why why do you have to do this like like you know is did you run out of ideas that now you're going to pull old movies like take a lesser known movie like i thought it was genius when and this this is this is far-fetched and it wasn't a good movie so <laughs> this might be a bad example but there was a what was that chris it was chris Connolly uh was in a movie about brought about uh marriage uh what was it called uh i'll say here um <laughs> Talk about yourselves, kids. Uh, I'm just... All right. Um, okay. Well, let's see. Old movies. Um, taking a Pelham one, two, three. That's an old movie that was good in the original version. And it was. I want to say, as far as remaking it go, um, the original movie had Walter Matthau and Robert Shaw. The remake had John Travolta and um, oh my God, Denzel Washington in it. Um, that wasn't bad. It was. That was pretty good. Um, Trying to think. Uh, well, the thing, thing's a good one um, with Kurt Russell. You know, that's kind of a remake, still just as good as the original, from my understanding. Um, I'm sorry, it was Chris O'Donnell. That's the that's the person I'm thinking of. Okay, and he did a movie. It was called. Um, oh God, because I, I actually saw it in the theater with my brother. We were we were trying to find. I think it was called The Wasn't Bachelor. It- yeah, or like met the marrying man or something like that, that. That was the Bachelor. That's what it was called. Okay, and it was it was a film where it was he was being chased down by this woman because 
he was going to make all this money from from a dying relative if he was married by a certain time. So he's trying to find people, his past loves and all that kind of stuff. And then friends of his or family members decide to put an ad out in the paper and he started chasing them down. Now, this is a remake of a movie that was a silent movie in the 30s. Okay. It was like one of those like Buster Keaton movies where he was running from all these women and he was doing all these like crazy stunts and stuff like that. And that's where they kind of, they kind of lost that in translation. They did some of the stunts in the movie, but they didn't really work out as well because it's not like a silent film where it works better than, you know, having an, you know, like this whole thing. And then this, this weird chasing at the end. Um, and that was the idea of it. So, basically like like to me it's like why you do that like take a lesser known movie like nobody's heard of or nobody remembers you know it hasn't made like the light of day and remake that movie you know and you know do do something like that you know and and you know try and find an old movie and and make it work in a way though you know like and then that way it's just like at least it would have you know you're going hey you like that movie that was a remake of this old classic movie you know that nobody really thought highly of or it was forgotten about through time because you know it wasn't a you know uh uh uh, you know uh, didn't have audio or it didn't have this or didn't have that or special effects that made it more popular you know instead of trying to a a movie that's like you know like Wizard of Oz, like every you saying Wizard of Oz, and everybody knows what you're talking about, or mostly everybody knows what you're talking about right. because it's it's been in our you know in our lexicon for a long time, and that's just really it, that's the stuff that bothers me. You go, really, you have to do this? Like, how good is it going to be? Like, you know, and it's just like, and and, and then of course your arms are crossing. This better be good, and you need to watch it. You go, yeah, it wasn't that great. Like, like you know, like that's something right. happens because it goes to production hell, and then. All of a sudden, like, you know, it's money and, oh, we got to make this, you know, we got to make the, instead of doing the matte paintings like they did in the 30s because they couldn't build a Emerald City, <laughs> you know. Right. So they did, they would always skip up to this painting and that was the that was the big thing, like whatever the next scene was and they would cut the black and then would go into the next scene and, you know, either go to the witch or whatever and you're going, you know, it was it worked that way because it was an old 30s movie and you, you forgave it because you knew it was, limited technology you know and they didn't have the money to you know make blockbusters like they did back you know like they do today so that's my take so there you go well ed keep that mindset because i have to ask you a question okay you you have seen the movie face off Uh uh-huh travolta cage some of their some of their best work ever in that movie yes okay guess what they're remaking face off no they're not making remaking face off okay well, i have uh, <laughs> no well first people thought they were making they were going to give face off i guess a new face <laughs> <laughs> but filmmaker adam wingard confirms the new face off isn't a remake or a reboot reboot but rather a sequel to the original 1997 movie yes Okay, so after confirmed as the writer-director in place for the recently announced Face Off movie, Adam Wingard has confirmed that his film would not be a reimagining of the thriller, but a direct sequel. Uh, he's currently working on the release. He's currently working up on the release of Godzilla vs Kong, but he's writing a direct follow-up to Face Off with co-writer Simon Barrett. Um, <laughs> 
for those people who actually need a refresher, the original Face Off is, is a regarded as a modern day cult film. It actually has Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. In the original film, FBI agent Sean Archer, played by Travolta, has his face swapped with Caster Troy, Nick Cage, and a recently apprehended terrorist in order to infiltrate a criminal facility and gather information on a bomb's location. However, things take a wicked turn when Troy takes on Archer's appearance and infiltrates the FBI as well as his family home. Uh, he stated that the new Face Off movie is actually going to be Face Off 2. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> right. Um, he said the statement to be taken literally. It's, it's, then it's a direct sequel. Shall mean that the original character the question is are any of the characters going to return because <laughs> because spoilers one of them can't come back <laughs> 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 only because that character not both actors are thankfully still with us but one of the characters that's portrayed in that movie is not <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like what, what wasn't told, like <laughs> right. I thought everything was was settled in Face Off One. I thought that everything was was done and good. <laughs> oh Ed, my goodness. The hits keep on coming because apparently Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller Bridge are going to star in Amazon's Mister and Mrs. Smith series. Really. <laughs> yes, apparently this is from Rolling Stone magazine, so take that you know, take it as a legitimate source, <laughs> as much as you can. <laughs> um, they're set to co-star Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridge are set to co-star in an upcoming Amazon series based on the 2005 action comedy Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Um, Atlanta's Francesca Salone will serve as the showrunner for the series, which will stream exclusively on Amazon Prime Video in 2022. Uh, Glover, so anything can happen between now and then. This could be the one time we're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, just so you know, the Glover and uh, Waller Bridge previously appeared in the solo movie together. Uh, obviously, Glover was Lando Calrissian, and she was his droid L three thirty seven. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. <sighs> <sighs> They're going to, again, they're going to be starring as Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie as bored house suburban married couple that didn't know they were both assassin for hire. Um, <laughs> See, that's the thing. I got questions, and I, I you probably can't answer them. Like, uh, they, they, oh, okay, what's your questions? Well, it's like, is it like, is it like after the fact, they, like, is this like going to be like a direct sequel to the movie? Or is it kind of like where they, where they take the movie and it's like, it's like just elongated for like the season where they're, they're playing off each other you know, as assassins and you don't know what they're, they're assassins, you know, throughout the, the series, you know, kind of think they're on competition, but then they go home and, you know, kind of like, you know, make up what they're doing in their day or whatever. And then, you know, they, they, you know, they're, they're trying to figure out how to beat the other one out in whatever job they have to do, you know, and, and they're always in competition with each other and they just don't realize it. Right. I, I don't know. I'm sure that it'll, I mean, if it's on, it's, Obviously, because it's going to Amazon, it's going to be 10 episodes, maybe. So you probably could have, like, the first arc be, like, you know, they're just a regular... Are, are they going to use the therapy session as they did in the original movie? Or is it just going to be, 
like Donald Glover and uh, what's your face? Uh, if Glover and Phoebe uh, are gonna, if Waller Bridge and Glover are gonna be like already married, or are they gonna be how they met? Like, what? How far back are you going? Yeah. Because I feel like I feel like it would probably be. I believe that unless it's like an origin story for the two of them, season one where he's there on a mission and he is he meets her and and maybe they're both there to kill the same person. You know, and they don't know it, and then they're dating. You know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I mean, there's ways to do it. I just don't know if if it'll work. I mean, I guess it could work. Why not? The right writers, the right things, the right stories probably can. You know, seems to be like everybody is. Uh, you know, yeah, hey, you never know. I mean, this could be the next Buffy or 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 uh, uh, Highlander. You know, kind of thing. You're, where, you're absolutely right. You know, it's just like. <laughs> You take a subpar movie, and, and, you know, I mean, well, Highlander was a really subpar movie, but, you know, you, you take a subpar movie, and then they make a show out of it, and you're going, hey, this works. Like, you know, this is better. It's a, I mean, you know, I mean, I think I think Mr. Smith was pretty popular, did pretty well, so, I mean, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be more it's difficult. Got, it's got two beautiful people doing a lot of action adventure stuff. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> that's the, you know, that's, that's the idea, and I think, you know, it's just like, I, I I I hope it does well. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely want to check it out if it you know actually happens. I want to also I want to see what's what's you know how they uh, how they do this. And you know, if you piqued my interest, I just say on on this, and I'll, you know, I'll definitely uh, check if it comes out. If it does happen, I'm gonna have to go to check it out. I mean, you know, but there's a lot of things though, like like I haven't seen Light of Day yet, and I'm like I'm like, is this ever gonna happen? You know, like they were talking about doing a. Uh, show on uh uh netflix uh cowboy bebop the 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 live action show with uh, uh i forget the actor's name he got hurt though on set and i think that and then of course i think the pandemic slowed it down so you're going you know it did that where did that go you know there was another show that we were talking about a long time ago that we haven't seen and i don't think i can't remember the title of it i just remember we we're talking about some show I'm like oh that sounds good and we never saw it you know right yeah uh, so We'll see. Hopefully, it hopefully it works out. Okay. Well, you and I we've talked about the return of G four and all that kind of stuff coming mm-hmm. out. I think spring summer. Um, they IGN has a made an apparently X plays Adam Sessler and Attack of the Shows Kevin Pereira are are officially returning to G four. All right. All right. So just you know, G four <laughs> has announced that Adam Sessler and Kevin Pereira are officially returning to G four and will be hosting. The revivals of X Play and Attack of the Show, respectively. Um, just you know, G Four recently confirmed that X Play and Attack of the Show is going to be returning. This is the first official confirmation of both of them rejoining the network. So they both have obviously a long-running career with them. Um, but again, big question is whether or not Olivia Munn is going to come back, or in some way, shape, or form, to co-host with Kevin for Attack of the Show. No one's uh, no word from his former co-host is the quote one of Pereira. So you got that coming. Look, who knows? Maybe, maybe not. But I'm glad the two of them are coming back because they, to me, were the, they were part of the station. They were the staples. Right, right. Anything on um, um, Morgan Webb? Nothing. Ah. The item, uh, the article really just talks about the two of them, and then uh, let's see. Also announced that Olive Lee May and 
Froskiranen will be the first two on-air cast members. So I don't know. It's like Cesar Pereira, Avali, and Froskiranen are all join other G4 hosts like WWE Xavier Woods in the reboot of the network. That's all they. That's all the article really does say um, for right now. And I'm sure the closer it gets to airing, it'll more details will come out. Um, all right. So, Ed, did you know that uh, apparently? Okay, you saw the Joker. I saw the Joker. We both saw the Joker. Uh-huh. Um, I think, if memory serves me right, I think you and I are both in the same place. Movie was was slow up to the last twenty minutes. Yes. The moment he really becomes the Joker and is on that talk show, that's when the movie actually really is really, really good. Yes. Up until then, the movie's like, meh. You know, it's basically retelling a taxi driver for me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yes. (laughs) I never think of that, but yeah, you're right. Okay, go ahead. So, however, Quentin Tarantino shares his thoughts on the infamous Joker talk show ending. Okay? Because, you know, he... He's, he's a movie maker. Um, he, let's see, he revealed, uh, he was, I don't know where he was, he was on a, a talk show scene from the ending of Todd Phillips' Joker. The movie was a surprise smash hit for Warner Brothers. Uh, Activists were calling theaters not to play the Joker out for a while. Um, Quentin, Quentin Tar- meanwhile, Quentin Tarantino isn't a real fan of the movie, calling it a bit, a bit one note. However, he did enjoy the talk show scene with, you know, with, Arthur Fleck kills Robert De Niro's uh, Murray Franklin. He explains. Um, this is a quote from him. The subversion on a massive... It's a, it, the subversion on a massive level. The thing that's profound is this. It's not just suspenseful. It's not just riveting and exciting. The director subverts the audience because the Joker is a fucking nut. Robert De Niro's talk show character is not a movie villain. He seems like an asshole... But he's not more, no more an asshole than David Letterman. He's just an asshole comedian talk show guy. He's not a movie villain. He doesn't deserve to die. So, yet while the audience is watching the Joker, they want him to kill Robert De Niro, claims the director. Um, he said, and if the Joker didn't kill him, you'd be pissed off. That's the subversion on the massive level. They got the audience to think like a fucking lunatic and want Arthur to kill Murray. And they will lie about it. They'll say, no, I didn't want that to happen, and they're fucking liars. They did. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, while he's not a fan of the movie, he just thought that it was that, that part was brilliant. You know? So I figured I'd throw that out there. Since, since we can slide that into, did you see the trailer for Justice League with the new image of Jer- with uh, Leto as the Joker? Yes. What'd you think? And wait for my my judgment will be well. I mean, it it looked weird, and you know, I'm kind of like okay, and I kind of want to see more, you know. So you got me, got me more intrigued, you know, for it. I mean, you know, I'm still thinking, God, it's gonna be four fucking hours, <laughs> right? So this this is gonna be one of those like I'm gonna I'm gonna get through so much of it, stop it, and then like start the next day or whatever, you know. Um, but you definitely have my interest. I mean, I mean, I had interest before even Joker was on the uh on the docket for this so i'm 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 kind of excited so what do you think i'm again i'm i'm like okay it's in black and white so just 
you know, again, just the void of any color. So that way, when I get to see the actual movie, I'll be like, oh, look, there's color. Like, I just, I just feel like the clips that I, the, the, the still photos that I saw, and I know, I know this recent trailer just came out today had color in it, but it still looks muted. It still looks dull. It still looks, you know, I mean, obviously very earnest and very serious. You know, this is not your comic book Batman or your comic book Superman in any way, shape, or form. Um, am I going to see it? Of course I am. You know, I'd be silly not to. I mean, I, probably the day gets, you know, the day it comes out, I'm going to sit there at some point because we got to talk about that show. So I gotta, I'm going to have to dedicate four hours out of my week to, to see that so we can talk about it. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, um, I'm not passing any judgment outside of like, okay, well, I'm, I'm, as I said before, I'm curious to see how this version turns out. You know, um, I don't, again, you can see clips from a movie. The trailer doesn't really tell you anything. It just shows you the clips that make, you know, anybody who's a Snyder fan, like cream their pants. Like, oh, look at that. Oh, look, look at that big ass tank Batman standing on. Oh, that's fancy. I mean, clearly you could see that Snyder was heavily influenced by the Dark Knight Returns. Um, mm-hmm based upon that size of that tank <laughs> well i mean that's a, that's i mean that's the thing I, th- I think people are losing out on this idea like kind of thing is um it's still Zack snyder it's <laughs> like I, this is not going to be any better like i don't understand why people think this is the only reason i'm seeing this is because i'm i'm, I'm more curious about his vision on this but like everything i've seen Zack snyder do for for, for dc i'm going to put it this way I don't think it's good. Like, like I didn't like Man of Steel. <laughs> you know, uh, Batman v Superman. Eh, not a fan. You know, <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, Justice League. You know, is Josh Whedon partially the blame? Maybe. I don't know, but you know, like, I do like the, I do like the, the Steppenwolf that I've, I'm seeing, you know, in the trailer. So I'm kind of like, all right, that's better than that goofy cartoonish looking character that, that Josh Whedon put in. So I'm, I'm, I'm you know, happy that way. I, I mean, I'll be honest, uh, in a wholeheartedly, they look exactly the same, except one's got more spikes on them. You know, I just, think well, that that's the thing is- though. I, I, I need to see the close up because there's a lot of the close up face in him in the, in the, in the Josh Whedon version of, of uh, Justice League. So right. for me, it's it's more difficult because I, I need to see that first, and uh, uh, you know because you know, that's going to be to me the the the, the idea. It's like going, well, you know, how did that look? Because that oh that always took me away from the movie. Like every time I saw Steppenwolf and they had a close up of his face, and it's just like it looks so fake because it looks so cartoony. It wasn't real. It was like it was like a like a like a video game rendering of a character. And it just takes you out of that movie like every time, and it just it bothered me to no end. And I was like, and I'm like, and I'm like, well, that wasn't the that wasn't the worst thing in that movie, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, but you know, that's you know, like I said, we I can go on and on and on, but you know, I'm, right? We got we do have two big things we need to talk about. Okay, two, two. All right. First off, Gina Carano being fired from. Mandalorian. <laughs> I was wondering when. I wonder when we were going to address the elephant in the room. <laughs> um, apparently, she gets fired for for for. Uh, she's. <laughs> I don't even know how to even start. Uh, okay, here's the official from the Washington Post. So take this for whatever political lean you want to take. 
Um, Gina Carano is off the Mandalorian over abhorrent and unacceptable social media posts, Lucasfilm says. Uh, this was on the 11th. Actress Gina Carano would not be returning to her breakout role in the Disney Plus hit, The Mandalorian, following swift backlash to the actress sharing a social media post that implied conservatists, conserva conservatists in America are treated like Jews in Nazi Germany, uh, in the latest in a series of inflammatory online posts from the star. Uh, Lucasfilm, the production company in charge of the Star Wars series, confirmed the decision and statement shared with the Washington Post late Wednesday after Gizmodo first reported the news. Um, the quote is, Gina Carano is not currently employed by Lucasfilm, and there are no plans for her to be in the future, the company said in a statement. Nevertheless, her social media posts denigrated people based on their cultural and religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable. Uh, the announcement was just to sever ties with Carano, who played Cara Dune, a Chris, uh, critically acclaimed series, came after widespread backlash this week on an Instagram post that featured a, the graphic photo of a Jewish woman being beaten in Nazi Germany. This is the quote that came with it that she put in. Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. Toronto shared this on Instagram and followed up. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? Uh, clearly, she's been, I mean, obviously she's been a hot woman a couple times because she's a conservative, anti-masker, Trump supporter, I believe, um, uh, and often complained about the fact that her conservative posts. Many critics took to her post. To, many critics took the post as her equating Republicans with Jews in Nazi Germany. Um, the post obviously has been deleted, but not before fans captured the moment and shared it wildly. Critics called for the actress to be fired for her online rhetoric, rhetoric under the hashtag hashtag Fire Gina Carano, which trended on Twitter on Wednesday. Um, in addition to Disney Plus show, dropping her Car Carino, uh, Carano has also been released by her agency. Um, and, of course, neither Disney nor her immediately returned messages from the post late on Wednesday. Um, all right. So, uh, let's see. She came to play Dune after John Favreau, the showrunner of The Mandalorian, created the character with the MMA legend in mind. Favreau tried out no other actresses for the role and even named the character after Carano. Uh, her portrayal as a battle-hardened mercenary is met with positive reviews, with many fans lauding her on-screen performances as inspiring for young women. Uh, the Mandalorian Kren Cara Dune is the, is the feminist badass we need from Star Wars, read a 2019 headline from the entertainment web series Pop Sugar. Uh, but as her fame grew over the past year, critics took note of her history of controversial and derogatory social media posts. In August, Carino, Carano blasted cowards and bullies for criticizing her lack of public support for Black Lives Matter and liked posts disparaging the movement. The next month, she was accused of ridiculing transgender pronouns by adding boop, bop, beep in her Twitter profile. She pushed back against critics who accused her of being transphobic said she didn't expose she did it to expose the bullying mentality of the mob uh she, this is a quote i decided to put three very controversial words in my my bio beep boop bop she tweeted i'm not against trans lives at all 
they are, they need to find less abuse. They need to find less abusive representation. Uh, she later walked back on that statement, citing the conversation, citing a conversation with actor Pedro Pascal of The Mandalorian, in which she said her co-star helped me understand why people were putting them and why people were putting them in their bios. Uh, she also echoed Trump's baseless claims of widespread voter fraud, other posts she mocks mask mandates to stop the spread of coronavirus. She had previously called for churches and businesses to reopen and criticize pandemic restrictions. Um, so, and of course, they, uh, it's unclear whether her role will be cast in Mandalorian, which is a pre-production of, for a third season expected to begin filming this year. So, Ed, thoughts? <laughs> ideas well i mean uh, it's it's it gets to a point i'm like all right I, I i i get it i really do and i don't i the 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 problem is is that like what i'm the freedom of speech and i and i i grant it i mean like if, if you say something inappropriate you know there's consequence to your actions and i and i get that i really do sh- you know and sure but you go she's an actress like she and she's not in she's not it's like a major role it's a minor role in, in a show like like and it's like okay you know I mean granted now it's it's more difficult now this this gets go complicated because it is Disney so you you have like for Disney and enough people to to do this but like you can get anybody like you know I could tweet you know flowers are beautiful and it's like how can you say that you know and it's like then you know blah 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 and you 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 have like a thousand people go against you and you know or thousands of people go against you and and call for me to be fired from geeksters because you know of my statement <laughs> and you and it sounds ridiculous right because you know it's it's like that's stupid and i and i granted now what she said isn't like it, it, it is but she's an actress like 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 tom cruise is is a uh uh a scientologist you know where he believes that the 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 these seven forty seven planes like uh, ships have put our these beings in our volcanoes that explode around the world and they they possess our souls or our bodies and that you know they're they're they were prisoners and that's why they were sent here and blah 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 and it's like yet yeah, he's still doing the Mission Impossible movies like like he he does crazy he does crazy things all the time but you go and. Yeah, but he's Tom Cruise. Like, you let it go. Like, like there's a fine line between like you know, like certain things, and and and, and you know, it's like, well, this is a political thing. You know, she he likes she likes Trump. You know, and okay. it's okay. Well, hold on to that thought just just yeah. for one moment, okay? Because re- I'm going to go back to that because there is has been some comparisons to what Pablo Pascal has posted in the past. We'll get back to that in a moment, though, because I do want to do a, um somebody on Deadline wrote an article, and this person kind of surmised how I felt about it. I didn't find me personally as, as being a, I guess, you know, of Jewish background. I felt like she wasn't being insulting. I kind of thought I knew what her, I, what, what she was trying to say. She just did it poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody actually wrote out exactly what I think better, how I thought about it. Um, so it was from an article from deadline. Uh, that basically the headline is like New York Magazine writer compares Mandalorian actress Gina Carano's treatment of Hollywood's blacklisting in the 1950s. Um, The kind of person person wrote that the post was not anti-Semitic by any reasonable definition. Uh, And this is a quote from the article. The post simply argued uncontroversially that the Holocaust grew out out of a hate campaign against Jews, 
which it then likened, controversially, to hatred of fellow Americans for their political views. Um, I don't find this post especially, especially insightful, but overheated comparisons to Nazi Germany are quite common and, more to the point, not anti-Semitic. There is no hint anywhere in this post of sympathy for Nazis or blame for their victims. Um, then the quote continued, the tone of the reporting simply conveys her post as though they were a series of petty crimes, the punishment of which the inevitable and self-evidently justified. Uh, the principle that an actor ought to be fired for expressing unsound political views has simply faded into the background. Uh, he, he added, if you think blacklist, blacklisting is only as bad as its target is, have sensitive views, I have some bad news for you about communism. Um, but I feel like, I kind of felt like when I read the art, when I read what she wrote, I kind of like, all she's really doing is saying that, for me personally, I had the impression that she's saying, hey, like, look, you people hate conservatives now, and a lot of that's due to the media feeding those people, feeding that information. They're they're controlling the narrative. Mm -hmm. And the people who are controlling the narrative are telling you you should hate these people because of their views. And that causes a mob mentality to be like, yeah, we hate you. And that causes that when a person says something like that, that is, and that's kind of, it is from that perspective exactly or from a certain point of view how the government in Germany and during World War II enticed friends, neighbors of people of Jewish faith to be rounded up and put on trains and sent to the concentration camps. Mm -hmm. That's the comparison I, I felt like she was trying to make, not necessarily pro-Nazi or anti-Jew or anything like that. Um, but, of course, the reason why I said hold that thought is... Um, I'm trying to think there is a saw I, I basically oh you know what it is I saw a conversation because I, I screen capped it because I thought the conversation was interesting because I had a friend who's who's not really social media friendly and couldn't understand like what the big what the problem was and I was like well basically she got in trouble for this um, and there was an interesting exchange that Pablo Pascal has in the past um, posted like there was this post that of a of a wood chipper, of a person being thrown through a wood chipper, and the person posted a hashtag manga kids go screaming hats first into the wood chipper that Pablo retweeted. Um, there's also is a um, let's see, there's another thing that he posted a photo once of. Germany 1994 1944 of a bunch of kids behind barbed wire and then underneath that America 2018 with a bunch of kids in cages that were you know used to represent the the mistreatment of Mexicans into the country how they, mm -hmm. they would separate the kids and put it that way so he puts that comparison up knowing that tonight which brings the argument of as long as your political views are equal to ours, we let it slide. But the moment it's different than ours, that's when you get in trouble. Yeah. You know, I, I so I kind of, it's one of those, like, it's a slippery slope, as I like to say, because I, look, freedom of speech does not give you freedom from consequences. 
Right. Like you, you, you're going to post something, and if people are going to take it, the moment you say Nazi anything, they're automatically think that you're going to be pro-Nazi unless you go Nazis are bad. Everyone can agree with that. Yeah. You know? But if you kind of say like, well, okay, the mentality at the time and that age makes you feel like you're a Nazi sympathizer. I don't agree with that. I think you have to look at the statement and what the statement's implying. Like, I don't, I didn't, I personally didn't find her statement at all insulting to anyone. They're just comparing it, like, hey, like, look, you know, like, it's it's basically saying like it's Republicans' turns in the in in the basket. You know, like it's our turn to get slammed, and it's not fair. You know, you're kind of, but if we were to do that to the Democrats or other people, it's like everyone, it's th- that mob mentality that I think she was trying to. Right, right. She was light. she was trying to use a comparison, and 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 it was the the worst way of doing it. You're right, absolutely right, saying that. But that's the thing, like like it wasn't like she's like let's let's start Germany, let's let's start the let's start the Fourth Reich, you know, let's 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 do this again, let's let's rise up, you know, blah blah blah. It's just like she made a bad comparison, and she gets she gets crucified basically for it and loses a job for it. Now, granted, you know, like I said, it's a slippery slope because now you're you're talking about Disney, like you know, like. Disney does not, you know, in any way want you, um, you know, with bad, with bad, with any bad press. You're just, you're done. Like that's it. You know, you, 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 they can't, they can't handle it. You know, they, they don't know how to defend it. They don't know how to, you know, they, they get, they get scared if somebody tweets that they had a bad time in a park. You know, like they're, they're, they're like they have to wait in line or whatever. They'll, they'll, they'll find you and and fix it you know, kind of thing. Like, you know, like, like, like I was in a restaurant and I didn't get, I didn't get a table right away. They'll find you and and help, you know, like saying like they, they don't want to have a a bad press. So that's what makes this more difficult, you know, in the whole thing. Um, You know, I mean, should she be fired for it? That's Disney's choice. You know, kind of thing. Sure. They're the one, they're the ones who are making the decision. They're the ones who have to pocket the the money. Right. And and all I can see of is that, you know, like, Here's Mickey. Ha ha! Rolling in the cash. No 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 no. Wait, what? Can I talk to her, please? Uh, now, Gina, you gotta listen. Goofy, lock that door. Locked. Okay. Now get this, Gina. We need to have a talk. Sit down. <laughs> we need to go over a few ground rules. It's bad enough the guy who created me was considered an anti-Semite. We kind of overlooked that. So now we have to make sure we got to get pretty, pretty narrowly feel. <laughs> you say anything bad about the Jews, you got to go. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and just, that's how I just kind of felt like, like, hey, Gina, what are you doing? Do you understand? Like, and now we have to cancel all your fucking stickers, notebooks. You know, all the property we had, Hasbro canceled the line of, of, you know, toys that she was going to have. Like, I'm irritated now that we had a Cara Dune pop figure three weeks ago. I should have bought it had I known this was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I could have paid for probably for someone's college. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the, that's the idea. It's it's it's. You get to a point of ridiculous because I mean, like, granted, I mean, like, it's difficult, but there's going to be a time where there, it's going to be too far, and nobody's now. Nah, it's not. It's going to happen where, like, like because of somebody's going to say something. I mean, that's just like if, like, it's one thing if you have power and you can do something with it, and that's what you're tweeting about. 
that's one thing. But if you're you're a celebrity that you know is just an actress or an actor in a show or a movie or whatever, it's like who cares? Like really, like you that's that bothers you so much that just don't see their movie. Don't don't you know hurt them where they hurt the most. Don't don't ask them to be fired. Just don't go see their movie. You know, like like just just don't go, cancel Disney Plus. You know, that's what a lot of people well, are that, like. That's, 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 that's the backlash. Now. now, the backlash is because of that firing. A lot of people have now canceled their subscription. And again, I mean, it's their right to do so. I mean, because, you know, it's free market. Right. Kind of thing. Like, I, I, I look, I'm not canceling my subscription. Cause fuck that. I love WandaVision. And after two weeks after WandaVision's over, fucking Falcon and the Winter Falcon and the Winter Soldier is coming out. Yeah. I got shit to watch. I ain't canceling Disney over some shitty ass tweets. Right, you know, like it's like I, I really don't care. Like I don't care enough to 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 make a stand going. Oh, I'm canceled Disney Plus. Like screw this. It's like I'm invested in Disney. I, I, you know, like like Disney made a choice, and you know, I have to live with it. You know, <laughs> sure. But they, the argument can be said that if if Pablo's going to post that photo of the kids from Germany and the kids from Mexico in cages and say, you know, and do that. Shouldn't the repercussions like if you're going to fire one, you got to fire all of them? Yeah, you can't. Why do you get to pick and choose? The reason why you get to pick and choose is because Pablo is he's saying that he's criticizing the government for it, where you know, like saying, Hey, we're bad because we're doing this, and she's not, and therefore, you know, we have to get rid of you because you don't believe the same thing we believe. I'm like, How is she kind of proves the point, you know, in some odd backhanded way? She's now being crucified and fired for her political beliefs and her viewpoint where other people aren't like the apparently Stacy went to fact check that that image that, you know, the witch chipper thing. The guy who posted that is a producer from Disney. You know, so why does he get to keep his job? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, apparently, Stacy just said he didn't. He hasn't been fired yet. He hasn't been fired yet. OK. Okay, people did get just as mad, and that, but it was beginning of January, right before the, right before what do you call it, uh, the whole riot. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's 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 becomes it becomes secondary news to something else, and that and that's the thing, like, like certain people who who are not in the in the limelight is is going to get away with it more than like the the major actors and well, actresses. Stacey, what you didn't hear off off Mike is that Stacy did say there is a, there is a petition to get him fired. But again, he's in the background. He he ain't the face of the company. Right. He's so, not. He's not going to make. He's not going to pay. Make page one news, as they used to say. You know, because right. he's he's a producer. His name is not as huge as Pedro Pascal or Car- uh, uh, Gina, Carano. Gina Carano. Yeah. Right. Like this guy doesn't have a pop figure with her, with her his character name on it. Right. So it's it's she's he you know she's going to be on all the toys. Fuck it, the Cara Dune serial could have been like three weeks away. Because, I mean, let's face it, her character was a positive female role model in the, in the Star Wars universe that should be as valid as anybody else. And now because of her political ideals or her her opinion on how she feels like she's being treated or the people like her being treated, she now gets fired and now get that character and that strong female image is now sullied or now taken away from other people mm-hmm. you know the, it should be i mean there's actors out there who i don't like on a personal level but i'll watch 
you know, because I like their work, mm-hmm. their body work. You, know, you brought up Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is a great example. He's kind of wacky and he's kind of kooky, and but people, he's a big box office draw. I love his act. I love his movies. His him as a person, ah, right? He, I, Tom Cruise did nothing did nothing wrong by me, so I do nothing wrong by him. Right. Uh, and as a person of of Jewish faith, I don't think that Gina Carano did anything wrong, and I don't feel like, again, I don't feel like she personally insulted a race of a religion of people. I think her comparison is a little off, off. It's a little poor in taste, but again. I've I grew up in the George Carlin Richard Pryor, the the bad taste comedian era. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe my skin's a little thicker, and I'm willing to give a person a benefit of the doubt. And I also don't believe that that who she is as a person, I can separate the two of them. Right. You know, we, the, that's the problem with cancel culture. And of course, you know, John Favreau is being brought brought in because he's the one who helped create it. He saw her create the whole character. So at some point in time, he had to have known who she is as a person. So, and he's willing to, and he's also been very vocal anti-cancel culture. Mm-hmm. So, which is probably the reason why, you know, she's been around longer, probably because he's like, it's, well, he's, it he, he's gone to bat for a couple of times right. at Disney, Favre, you know. Favreau's known to go and bat for people that he believes in. I mean, fuck, look at Robert Downey Jr. If it wasn't for him batting for him, we probably wouldn't have our Marvel Universe. So I, I kind of like side with Favreau if he's like – but again, someone's probably went, went – someone walked in and was like, hey, do you see these ears? Do you see these funny little gloves? See these big-ass shoes? I'm the boss, not you, Favreau. You know, <laughs> I'm the one who draws that line and says, no, ex nay on the ironic right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want her dead. I want her character dead. I want her gone. I mean, it's just—it's just one of those sad, like, like what if right now there's a, a writer who's writing a Star Wars novel about her, about the character? Does well, that? Person... I think they were making a series based off of her. Well, I mean, that's the thing that the whole um, rebel. Rangers, or whatever they're going to call, yeah. whatever they were going to call themselves. Now you, she was. It definitely season two, season this season definitely led off to the whole like, oh, people like her character. She could get a spinoff, and at some point, someone should have started like, look, you're you're a hair's breadth away of being the lead in your own series. Shut the fuck up. Just play ball, just for a little bit, until you got the clout to be able to go. You can't fucking fire me. Or at least be able to have the clout to go like, look, I have support of more people because of the positive role model that I am on TV. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, I, I mean, it's just, it's just batshit fucking crazy. It's one of those things like, it's like, you just, it brings me back into a moment of Star Wars. If we're going to, if we're going to use Star Wars, let's use Star Wars accurately. There's the people above her going, you are the chosen one. We believed in you. You were supposed to bring balance to the force. And she looks up burning to a crisp going, I hate you. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, she just, it's just one of those things like, oh, you just kind of, like, I feel, actually, I honestly, part of me just feels bad. Like, I feel bad for her as a person because I do feel like, you know, like, she voices her opinion. And again, you know what, you say something, you have to, 
be an adult and to be accept the responsibility of that right. statement, you know, and accept like you know, like, look, if that's how she believes, and if the company wants to fire her because it's a privately owned company, they could do. There's probably clauses in her contract that say, you know, you have to certain image to uphold, and that's not upholding the Disney image. And unfortunately, we have to let you go because of that. We were willing to let you go to a certain distance. There was a line. We let you go to that line. You push that line. You put a toe over that line. We got to we got to cut that toe off and cut you loose. Mm-hmm. You know. And I get it. I, I understand that that's how a business works because you don't want to hurt your bottom line. So someone probably sat there and went, "Okay, well, if we fire her, you know, it, this, this, and this can happen. You know, okay, fine, we'll lose money here, here, and here. But if it, it's it's a checks and balances, you know, it's just one of those things where I personally didn't feel like like she did anything like wrong except voice her opinion, and it sucks that it happens, but. You know, sometimes if you want to play with the big dogs, you got to learn how to hide your bone. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, that's like, like, when does it end? Like, you know, that, that, and that's that's the problem. We're gonna always going to face, like, every time this is going to come up, like, on, on, on anybody, you know, just like, you, you, you know, you're, you're not allowed to say anything anymore. You know, you, you, you know, because, like, the first thought in my head was like, well, maybe you shouldn't have t- tweeted, you know, like, like, right away. And it's just like, well, no, like, I mean, it was a it was a bad statement, but like like how many how many how many times like you nobody nobody in their lives has said anything off colored or off. Oh sure, remarks something I mean, terrible, and you go and you ooh, I regret saying that you know kind of thing, or even they go ah, I kind of stand by it, but like you know like it wasn't like you, you you know in your head you're going yeah you know I know people don't like this but fuck it whatever you know kind of thing and you just move on and you know and you know I don't you tweet it out but I you know I, I might have been in a party or or, or at a, a right. you know some gathering or something like that and people have heard me and they get mad and, and you go yeah but they got mad and they get over it and you know you just move I, on I, I do think that it, it's it's one of those cases like as everything in situations like this everyone's offended until it's something that you like like the moment it's like oh we, I'm I damn them damn them to hell and then it's like wait you don't like something I'm doing like sooner or later that spotlight gets put onto something that you like or that you don't like case in point is actually going to roll into our next things like look at the people who are or who are fans of Harry Potter have to deal with you know have to find a way to incorporate J.K. Rowling's viewpoints and still love the material that she's doing like. Like you still have to, you have to find a way to work through that, which brings us to. I'm going to use her as the bridge to the Joss Whedon stuff that's been coming out lately. I oh, didn't grab article. <laughs> I didn't grab articles because I we we are both fans of Buffy, Angel, the, the basically the Joss Whedon era of television, mm-hmm. and to to now and I you know yes, Ray Fisher's been talking shit without coming with any kind of hard facts. But then along comes Charisma Carpenter, who's played on both, you know, Angel and Buffy, and she makes her statements. And then it's followed up with Sarah Michelle Geller basically saying, like, look, I love the fact that I was Buffy and I will always take I was always be proud of that. But I don't want my name associated with Joss Whedon anymore because of the time. Like, it's time. Like, it's time to separate all that. And you're like, shit, that's Buffy saying it. Like, you know, <laughs> and then it's followed up with Michelle Trachenberg, who basically said that there was a standing rule where Joss wasn't allowed in her 
she wasn't allowed. He wasn't allowed to be alone with her. Apparently, he, from the stories that are popping up, he's very cruel. His cruel came over as humor. His humor his, was, was cruel, like, you know, like threatening the fire, you know, charisma, or basically saying that charisma got fired because she was pregnant, you know, or calling her fat on set, you know, like those kind of things, like very cruel and, and not appropriate behavior. You know, again, as a person of, you know, I, some of my fondest memories are with Buffy and Angel and, mm-hmm. and Firefly and even the first two Avengers movies. Like, you know, those are all like things in my in my DNA and my property. And it's like I now know I now face the same controversy as people who are Harry Potter fans. Like, how do you separate one from the two? Like, can you can like. Like, I'm looking at my Buffy and Angel box set. Like, mm. there they are. I know exactly where they are at any moment of time. I could stream them. I could pop, you know, like, I'm hoping they do, like, a high-def version like they for Blu-ray. Like, they, they, they polish them up, like, because I want to still be a proprietor of that material. Mm-hmm. You know, your wife is a huge Buffy fan and mm-hmm. supporter and, and comic books and everything, like, action figures, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, how is she or what's the what's the air in your house about this uh she's you know like it's that's the thing with her it's she's she's not gonna like i'm not gonna she's like i'm gonna throw everything out and move on like no she's she's <laughs> right they already got her money so yeah, what's the point right she's she's a buffy fan for life and you know it's it's the characters are not who who was behind it like you know i mean she's you know josh sweden is you know will always be dear to heart because of what she he has done to create it but like the the environment that it was created it was not known at the time so you go how can you how can you you know go back to something like that and start like granted i mean like you know it 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 sets a precedent now for for ray fisher you know and his his problems and you're going okay you know there's a problem you know like and, and you go how how long ago was buffy you know you're 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 talking at least 15 years at this point yeah more yeah yeah like i i think 2001 maybe it would end it or um okay well hold on maybe 20 years but anyway as as you look that up um uh buffy the vampire slayer season show went from 97 to 2003 three okay so so um so it's been 17 18 years. years So, you know, so you, you, you go, all right, now, now you're, now you're going to stand up after 18 years. And it's like, granted, I mean, if it's sexual harassment, there is no statute of limitation on that. And that's, you know, he should be, you know, uh, I mean, that's a different story. Uh, uh, right. Well, yeah. Because I mean, well, see, now so he's abusing his power, basically. You know, that's, right. that's different. So far, it looks like it's just accusation of him being a, a cruel, mean person. Right. You know, and, and making it i guess making the sets difficult to work on when you have him there on set right i mean say and that's the same but i mean like like if if it's if it's one thing where he's he's just being cruel it's it's one thing but if it's like if it's sexual harassment or something like that that's something else you know that's a that's a different thing so you go and all right he's an asshole like you know but apparently he he's making people money though. So like, like you, you, you go, unless he's like being like anti-Semitic or, 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 uh, uh, racial, uh, you know, uh, being a racist 
or, or, you know, being sexist and that kind of thing. Like if he's any of those things, I, I really don't see a problem with it. Like, you know, it's just like, don't work with the guy. Like, you know, like, you know, like if, if the one thing that I always find and, and I, I don't know if I'm going to get flagged for this or not is, is that, you know, if, if you feel that you, you're being abused in a way you should leave because if you have that talent, you can be successful again. It's just this because like, like the whole, like, uh, I can't think of that guy's name that, that sexually harassed all these actresses and stuff. And, and, you know, granted, I mean, he should be put away. I'm not saying that, you know, but like, the thing is, is that like, if you think you had to do something like that to make it in the business, then you didn't believe in your talent. You should be, you should go, you know what? Fuck you. You're an asshole. I'm going to report you. I hope you get, you know, uh, in prison for what you're doing, but like, don't, don't give up on your dream because you, if you think you have that talent, you could continue on and do that. Cause there's, there's actors and actresses that like you hear stories, like they almost made a role. They almost got this part and they got, you know, somebody else was better or somebody else, you know, filled right. that, that thing, but they came back years later with another role and they became a famous actor or actresses. You just have to keep at it, you know, kind of thing. Right. So like, 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 like if Josh Whedon, if you think Josh Whedon was the only, your only ticket to fame and fortune, then, you know, you should work on being a better, you know, like you're, 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 you're not really a talented, like, you know, like, yeah, like, like if you, you know, because it's like you're going to get other jobs. You know, it's just, it's, it's just, it's a tough job. It's a, it's a struggle to become the, uh, um, you know, that 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 person because it's it's very very difficult in, that, in this in the in the industry to do that. But if if you're if you if you believe in yourself, you don't have to take that abuse. You just keep going somewhere else. You'll you'll find something. You know. Sure, um, but it also is that and that's all true. But you also, if you believe in yourself, then then you shouldn't like fame is a hell of a drug uh-huh. and that if you like okay i think you were talking about harvey weinstein yes okay um when you're the big name in the game and you want to get to a certain level and you know that this person will put you there some people are willing to take this slings and arrows to get to that part now that you make as a conscious choice as an adult or as a actor or actress, if you know, like, apparently the Harvey Weinstein stuff was was known throughout Hollywood, just never talked about. So if it was known throughout Hollywood, and you get yourself set up to talk to Harvey Weinstein, and a situation happens, unfortunately, there's going to be people out there who's still going to victim blame you and say, "Well, you knew that you still allowed yourself to get put in that situation, rather than not getting involved in that situation at all." And you're absolutely right those people who were in this position should immediately have said something right away. Mm. But unfortunately, with the way Hollywood works and still works, despite what everything keeps popping up, is that those things get, if I say something, my career is going to be over. They're not going to want to talk to me. I'm going to be a trouble. Right. Yeah. I'm going to be, uh, you know, I get blacklisted and my career is dead. <laughs> you know, it's funny because it, it goes back to that bombshell movie. Like that's, that's a lot of them were like you, you, you that was the sentiment of a lot of them. Like they were talking about it and, and, you know, it's just like, even if you stand up, like because of who that person is, you're going against, you're going to be blackballed and you're not going to be able to, right. you know, work again in this industry because nobody either, if, if you're not right or if you don't get the, you don't land this properly 
and it's all hearsay and, and it, it kind of blows over, then they you become a, like a whistleblower that nobody wants to deal with. You know, kind of right. thing. So I, you become that problem, you get blacklisted. And, and it's unfortunately that, that the industry works that way. It sucks because there's how many talented people are out there that don't get their big breaks because they don't they, they have what they call integrity. They're not going to allow themselves to be used like that. And they're not going to because they want to earn it on their own merits, not based upon this person's favor or me having to take a lot of shit to do that. Mm. You know, like and some people are willing to do that. And some people like I know that there's directors out there who are kind of assholes, but then only when they're working after work, they're just demanding. After outside, when they take off the director's hat, they're cool, decent human beings. Mm-hmm. You know that maybe those are the cases. Like I don't, I don't know any of these people personally. You know, mm-hmm. like so it's it's hard to sit there. All I can do is judge upon them based upon their work and from what you read and see in articles and magazines. So and and what you what you choose to watch too, because you, there could be like a hundred interviews with Joss Whedon or a hundred people who worked with Joss Whedon and said, "Hey, you know, he's a fucking asshole," but I've only seen like, and that's like thirty percent of the people, and I never saw thirty of that thirty percent because I don't might not like that actor, you know, like I like Charisma Carpenter, I like Sarah Michelle Gellar, I like Michelle Tratcher, I like the whole cast. Mm-hmm. So if the whole cast almost says, is like, yeah, you know, we put up a lot of shit. He's kind of, he was kind of an asshole. He said and did inappropriate things on set. You know, it's like, fuck. These are the people who I liked and who are people admired. If it was like some second class actress who or actor who said, yeah, he was kind of an asshole on me. Like, okay, with Ray Fisher, his bitching about it was he, only thing that came to light was that he was asked to say the booyah line cyber and he didn't want to do that and he got forced to do it that's the only thing that's come to light right because my recollection because I, I, I actually saw i saw a guy who had it got a, a like a, a phone interview type of thing or some recorded interview with some kind of investigator and basically like i think ray fisher leaked it or something like that and basically it just shows the, the the investigator they there was there was nothing said that was like one way or another because it was all just like thing and she's just praising him for coming forward and to you know talking to her today about this situation and what like there was no detail there was nothing like so it's like again it's just like what what's like he you won't say what it is but you go well, what is it like like what you know like you at this point in time like like if you're not going to tell us what it is then don't bother putting it out there right <laughs> like, but now at this point he doesn't have to because he right because other other people he yelled he, he yelled loud enough right and 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 basis for anything that had other people go well you know what i kind of support him because this is what happened to me and now enough people around him it's like the boy who cried wolf there's an actual wolf and he's everyone else is talking about it right and he gets away he gets away scot-free right and the only like I, said, I, I do want to go back and say something though you got you got to think of it this way though if i know josh Whedon was an asshole and i granted i mean like if if Hollywood wants to blackball him and get him out whatever you know kind of think for who he is that's their decision but here's the thing like we wouldn't have buffy and angel if josh Whedon or uh, Firefly. If Josh Whedon 
didn't create those shows. Like he created right. those shows. It wasn't like he like with like like with the with the Justice League. It was somebody else's. It was always somebody else's toys that he was playing with. Right. You know, that's that's the how you. Avengers always was somebody else's toys. Right. Like his create like Buffy did give a positive female role model on television. I think that how they handled Willow's sexuality was good. It was it it felt natural. It felt real. Now, granted, I don't think he wrote those episodes. Like I do feel like you know. He only was in. He created the show, and he may have directed certain episodes, but he wasn't on set all the time. Right. So it's just it's just that his creation is what people are looking at, and his creation of Buffy did help lead the charge for positive female role models on television in leading roles, not just as a a supporting role. Mm-hmm. So there's something to be said about that. It just comes with this like. It's like saying, hey, you know what? The Mona Lisa is famous, and it's but Da Vinci murdered somebody. Right. Like, oh, my God, that's horrible. What a piece of shit. Yeah, but he gave us the Mona Lisa. Yeah, you're right. Like, what's more valuable, the person or the legacy that's left behind? Or, the, unfortunately, that legacy is being left behind with a, an asterisk or a, a cloud. Right, and I'm saying, like, like I, you, at this point in life, any there there is nothing – there's anything you can think of. I'm sure there's something like dirty and nasty behind it that you would go. Yeah. Everything's tainted. There's nothing. There's nothing in this world that whatever was created was from this perfect human being. That was the greatest thing ever. And, and we can't fault him for anything or her for anything. And like, it's everything is perfect. You know, like it just doesn't work that way. Like, like that, that's, that's the point of life. Now we're going to be, cause it's just like, uh, you know, like, like you were just saying with Disney, like, you know, he was, they were considered anti-Semitic and, you know, he, you know, he lived at a time where a lot of things were inappropriate. There's, there's things, scenes they were taking out of his movies. They want to take out his movies or, or put warnings and they take off the, the, the kids list for old classic Disney classics that people live through because of certain stereotypes that are in the movie, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, you, you go, well, if you can't, I'll, I'll, I'll be a hundred percent honest, Ed, I, as a child, had no idea that the crows from Dumbo's were that bad of a stereotype. Right. <laughs> I didn't. I never knew that. Thanks. It's I, ex- love the, I, I love the song they sing. I love their characters. I had no clue as a kid being like, wait, that's 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 a negative stereotype on somebody. I had no clue. Yep. And and, and that and that's <laughs> like, and that's the thing. Like, there's there's a lot of that going on in a lot of those movies. And you go in at, at the time that was perfectly acceptable. And you go in. Yeah, and, and I, when I was a kid, I never understood. Like it was just like, oh, it's the way it is. Like, and I and like, like it wasn't like you know, like being racist, you know, like because of Disney or whatever. It was just like, oh, it was a funny song, or it was just, and I had no idea it was a connection to something else. Like, never, never occurred to me, you know, like when I was a kid. And then it's just like, as an adult, you you should know better. Like, okay, you know, like okay, oh, okay, that you're point. Thanks for pointing that out. Now I understand that. It's, does it make me a racist now because I enjoyed that song or enjoyed that character? Like now all of a sudden, like, you know, like, like I'm a bad person because I had no idea what it was. And now that you, you educated me on that. Now I have, you know, now I've got to go, Oh, I can't like that movie now because you know, the, the crows are, or, you know, it's like, Oh yeah. Like it, it just, it just boggles the mind. I mean, like, like there's, there's like a ton of stuff, like, like the whole Elmo thing, like with the guy, like, you know, 
who who performed as Elmo, right. you know, and the I forget what happened to him, but he had to leave the show, you know, because right. I think it was, it was a child uh, inappropriate touching, I think, on children, I right? Think, or definitely not. It was you don't want to have your hand up Elmo's butt with one hand and then be touching on kids with the other. Like, yeah, that that you got to go, right? <laughs> Like it's stuff but like that. Like somebody, you, yeah, but it's it's that dark thing. Like as a kid, you go, "Oh my god, you know, I got Elmo tattooed," and all of a sudden, you find out like years later that you know this dark history. You're like, "Oh my god, what do I do?" Yeah, like <laughs> that's the that's the problem with like a lot of stuff. You go, and there's there's no end to this. There there isn't. You know, there's very few things out there that has any good. And then like, and I'm like, if somebody digs deep enough, they'll find something. You know, right? I mean, shit. I, I, I honestly, I'm a, was a big fan of the Dukes of Hazard. I love the General Lee. It's got a rebel flag on the roof. As a kid, it's okay. It was a Southern thing, and I doesn't take away from my love for that car. But now I'm like, oh shit, that does that make me a racist because I like that car because <laughs> of the look? I don't, I don't think so. I like the car. I. And now I'm like, I guess I could never really appreciate it anymore. Like, it's just, it's one of those things where I go, okay, well, I guess I should put that behind me. Like, I can enjoy the memory of the car and, and you know, and the look and the, and watching it drive and all that stuff. But because of the paint job, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it was more like the car jumping over the cliff. I mean, that was the, the jumping over the, over the river or whatever it was. That was yeah. the, that was the phenomenal thing. This thing. The, the whole car, like, racing around and Hazard County, you know, like, type of thing. It was just more identifiable with the flag and the words General Lee on the side, top side of the thing, you know, and the zero one on the side of the, 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 yeah. uh, the car. It was just like, because it was a Southern thing, and that was, you know, represented, you know, and that's how it would, you know, would work. And you're going, um... <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody back there cared. I mean, I'm sure there probably people, some people cared, but back then it was a show for entertaining, and it you know, it filled my nights of with entertainment and joy, and now I look back and I go, "Oh, it's shit!" <laughs> like, am, am I allowed to enjoy anything now? Like, do I have to look at everything now with this critical eye and be like, "Okay," like I'm always for like when we were watching, like I said earlier in the week, we were watching the the Cinderella on Disney Plus. You know, like multicultural thing, and Stacy was mentioning that at the time, like she didn't as a kid you just go that's that's Cinderella that's the story but as an adult you look at it and you go Brandy is an African American woman the prince is an Asian dude and when she leaves the, the slipper behind why are you going through all these other people in town when you clearly know what her skin tone is you could probably cut your time in half you know by just sticking with what you see visually mm -hmm. you know but because it's a story and you go, you get captured in a story like you just take it for what it is. It's a story. Of course, he's going to go through every person to, you know, to find his true love. You don't look at it on the surface. You just enjoy the story itself. As an adult, that's where you become cynical and and you see things through a different prism. So it's kind of like like just like anything else, like with Buffy, with Angel. Now, some unfortunately, some kid loves Cara Dune. And that was going to be their favorite character. And for those two years that, that she was on, they lived, breathed, and loved that character. Mm -hmm. And then at some point in time, they're going to be an adult and go, wait, what? Like, <laughs> and they're going to be like, shit, 
I, I know you're like, uh, well, sorry, kid. Welcome, welcome to adulthood. Yeah. <laughs> you can't go back. <clears throat> you know, people. You know, Harry Potter fans, Buffy fans, Star Wars fans are just going to be sitting there, just all looking at each other, going, "Oh, what are you going to do? <laughs> Hop in my journal and drive off." Racist. Like ah crap. Because yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like I'm like I'm afraid to say stuff. Like you know, I'm like oh I like this show. And like like really you racist bastard. Well, it's a general Lee. It's got you know the. Like, uh, wasn't because of the car. <laughs> like, you do know there's a whole line of clothing based upon one of those people. <laughs> like, like, there'd be no Daisy Duke shorts without Daisy Duke. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Something good came out of that. <laughs> you know, like, oh, well. <laughs> Guess we'll go back to watching The Fall Guy. <laughs> the major is anti-semitic <laughs> no, don't do that to me <laughs> six million dollar man yeah supplied by the government <laughs> Steve Austin was welfare and got paid seven million dollars to become a whole new person that's what happens <laughs> Like, oh joy. Michael Knight was a was a, a racist. <laughs> White man driving around in a black car, taking him places, always getting him out of trouble. <laughs> poor poor BA Baracus from A Team. Just uh, all those fun stuff. Taken away. Childhood ruined. I'd watch cartoons now. <laughs> nothing, nothing bad ever happens to cartoons, right? Uh, <laughs> bikini bottom, SpongeBob SquarePants is a symbol for the Ku Klux Klan. Apparently, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Racists. <laughs> <laughs> Never be the same. God. <laughs> the Flintstones is just white privilege. <laughs> exactly. They know that you never saw in bedrock. You know, this is white suburbia all the way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the Jetsons just living high above everybody else, looking down on other people. It's the billionaires. Scooby, Scooby and the gang clearly didn't like old people. <laughs> poor man. They didn't like the geriatrics. Jet poor old man just trying to make some money on a land a land owning scam and. <laughs> These meddling kids come along with their stupid dog that only they can hear talking and fucking ruins their day. Bastards. Because they hate, they hate old people. 
<laughs> you know, Captain Caveman is just clearly an analogy on on the male male toxic ego. <laughs> just poor caveman just running around with hair just ah with three women sidekick. Tell me that's not it's not a male chauvinist cartoon. Just wait. <laughs> That the perils of Penelope pit stop clearly again just another way of keeping the cartoon woman down that's, that's why I don't that's why you don't see Slowpoke Rodriguez anymore or Speedy Gonzalez if you don't see them anymore ruined childhood <laughs> Yosemite Sam no guns Jesus Christ Anti NRA. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's ruined. Everything. (sighs) What are we going to do? We're going to come out with a pure cartoon. Blues Clues. Nope, I hear he's anti Snack too. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well. It's an allegory for something. Someone will look at Dora the Explorer. Sure. Exploring what? Her <laughs> femininity. <laughs> you know? <sighs> Who knows? All, it's all ruined, Dad. <laughs> Never ends. <sighs> yep. Doom and destruction. Nothing good's going to come at it. Welcome to 2021. Childhood ruined. <laughs> <laughs> My childhood was ruined a long time ago. <laughs> you know? <sighs> Why is Peter Park got to be... A teenager. Why can't he be an adult? He'd get bitten by a radioactive spider. Why did it have to be a spider? Hate spiders? You know? Clearly, <laughs> uh, Batman just hates adults. Parental figures. <laughs> Problem yeah. with authority. <laughs> Problem with authority. You know, if he would just donate half of his finances to, you know, the people of Gotham, they wouldn't need Batman at all. <laughs> you know, we have good health care, probably decent jobs. But no, he's selfish. Why? Because his parents were killed when he was a child. <laughs> yeah. Superman was just a, a thing about about God, you know. Sure. <laughs> Christ complex. God. Anti-religion. <laughs> that's it. <sighs> oh, well. Well, there you have it, folks. That's the show. Welcome. <laughs> Enjoy your day. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your childhood. Yeah. Hope you have a good day. Yeah. Life sucks. Get a helmet, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I don't care. (laughs) All right, that's it for me. All right. Well, then uh, I guess it's uh, time to call tonight. Okay, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, if you haven't already, realize that you're listening to Geeksers. Boof. <laughs> do some self-analyzing. Or go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters. Or if you want to contact Ed on anything you may have seen, heard, or like our opinion on, you can contact Ed at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or if you want to contact Sean on any of that stuff, you can contact him at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N.
Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. 